Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 315 for the week of August 2nd, 2014. Happy August, everybody. You know what that means? going to start getting releases again soon? No, it means I forgot to make the mortgage payment yesterday is what it means. Next RPG in. cast brought to you from a box. <laughs> <laughs> Taking care of that right now. It's, uh, yeah, no wonder there's so much. Welcome to Boxcast 2014. Boxcast 2014. Uh, you know, Chris, you can make a home for you and Anna out of all of your collector's editions boxes. You mean Just the ones, duct tape them together. That's true, and they didn't steal the collector edition boxes when they robbed us. So no, they they walked in and they saw your God of War golden box. <laughs> they and they ran away. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank deterrent. you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, hi everybody, I'm back. Hello, yeah, Manny's back. Where you been? Uh chilling. Give us an account. Um, I saw I saw some ships mm-hmm. multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. <laughs> went to the dentist. Said hi. <laughs> it said hi, huh? I went to the Lego store. Picked up an exosuit and a Science Academy set. For mm-hmm. more, follow me on Instagram, LA Horizon. Oh goodness! Oh, I'm sorry. Um, on Instagram. Yeah. You're on Instagram. I got tons of pics. Interesting stuff. Must LA see. Horizon, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I already made them. Oh, that's smart of me. I did it in advance. Thank you. Cool. We're in the money. It's a slow week. <laughs> Chris must pay his mortgage so they are not homeless. And you must listen to this live. Yes, I know. It's like, I'm sorry. I thought of it right now because I'll forget is the problem. So you you don't have any. This is an unexcused absence, Manny. Is what you're telling me? No, nah, real life, man. Some my life video games aren't everything. Yeah, you believe it or not, school. I've been I've been on the, I've been visiting my local library. I've been reading books. I've been taking hey, walks. Hey, you know I've what been you can do? Enjoying teas of the world. I've been going on harbor tours and exploring the city of Los Angeles and its adjoining cities in the county of Los Angeles. I've been going to museums. Wait. I've been listening to podcasts. Okay, hold I've on. Been... Hold on. You've been exploring Los Angeles? Yeah. And you survived? <sighs> yeah, foreigners. <laughs> Freaking foreigners. <laughs> I want to hear more about. Um... Uh, the one before, the one before, the one before that. Let's see. What did you say? Lego store. Oh, no, not that one. Um, okay. I don't care about that. The flooding of uh, UCLA right next to me. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, what the heck was up with that? What started that flooding? Oh, so there was like a 100-year-old pipe on Sunset Boulevard, a very, very busy street in Los Angeles, right next to UCLA. Yes. And it and it just sort of ruptured, and, and um, it was spewing about like 75,000 gallons a minute or something. And like we're in the one of the middle of the worst droughts in California history. Yeah, I was gonna say that's really bad. We lost over ten million gallons of water. It completely flooded an entire side of the campus. Uh, UCA recently spent like one hundred and twenty-two million dollars renovating this uh, their new basketball court slash uh, tennis courts. They were completely drenched and ruined. Oh no! By floods, Insurance. by the by the flooded water. And it, it's closed the street off. I mean, the traffic. And if you thought the traffic in LA was bad before. It's imagine closing one of the major like, exit freeways, and it's just 
it's been pretty bad. It was like breaking news all week. <laughs> I went over to the school to go take some pictures. So. So have you been playing anything, Manny? No, I have. My TV's been broken for like the last two months, two or three months. And you don't play anything on PC? Um, my PC, my my computer's His old. Mac? <laughs> my no, my Mac. Max can play lots of games, lots oh. of great games coming out. It's just uh, mine is old, and I was, <sighs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna buy one this year, but you know, Intel messed up the entire Broadwell line. All of this stuff should have been out a long time ago. It's just not missing up. Yeah, I was stuff, I was actually thinking about picking up a new MacBook later this year, and now it sounds like the new processors won't be till next year. Yeah, I mean, everyone's really disappointed by by Intel like messing up the the Broadwell uh, rollout. If you're not familiar with this, uh, Intel has this sort of TikTok TikTok uh, chipset release when uh, release cycle where they'll release like a big instruction change. Like uh, and with like um, I think they call those the talks with like Haswell. Yeah, one's, and then one's got a big architecture change. It's amazing. And the other's jump. a die shrink. And the one there, yeah, it shrinks it down and improves performance again. Usually, and that was the, the first one is a lot better bang for your money than the second one. Those occasionally, the second one. It's sort really of like those too. people who wait for like the second year iPhone because by that point they figured out the manufacturing process of this of the body and it's faster. You know, it just depends what. what but this was going to be a new big one, one right? This was going to be the new architecture, not the. No, this was going to be the die shrink. Oh, it was the more reliable. Oh, okay. okay, and it's going to have much better integrated graphics, like up to like thirty percent better performance. Oh, jeez. Oh. The, the, this was going to really improve uh, battery life on laptops too because I think they were going to reduce the power consumption by like another – like thirty more than 30% or mm-hmm. more with these, these newer things. So it was – I mean it was going to benefit everybody. Windows, Mac. Everybody wins. Yeah. Except they they, uh, they overestimated how quickly they can di- shrink this die to what is like 14 nanometers. Mm-hmm. So – it's completely delayed everything into 2015, which is funny too oh. because around the same time, the new instruction set uh, revision Skylake will be coming out in parallel. Oh, seriously? So, yeah, they're going to be they're both still going to make the new side. one come out. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at this point, companies like Apple and I'm wondering, like it, like people like uh, Microsoft with their Surface Pro tablets, I'm wondering if they're thinking, forget Broadwell altogether. Let's just wait till Skylake. Skyrim so. is the one I want. Wait. So yeah, so that's where I am right now. Um, I've been doing some iOS gaming. Um, I'm about to write up an impression for Dragon Quest Eight on iOS, and after that, I'm gonna write up something for Dragon for uh, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on iOS. So that's really all I got going for me right now, which is fine. It's nice to take a break from games every now and then. You know, poke your head out. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you, Manny. I'm I'm proud that we have somebody who's cultured on the show. <sighs> Unfortunately, you live in that hipster state. So, you guys going to break up California? Is that the word now? No, that, that John, that guy is a crazy person. Okay. No, he is an absolute insane psycho person. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, he he lives. He he's trying to say this is good for what he really wants to do is break off. Silicon Valley where he lives into his own state because he wants it's to It's really keep... good for them. <laughs> yeah, it's very good for like the top 1% of, Cal- of the California's population and to live in their little tech bubble where they can pass laws to do whatever crazy tech. I mean, <laughs> like imagine all the worst articles you read on Valleywag. <laughs> uh, excuse me. We read imagine Valleywag? I don't read Valleywag. <laughs> I don't. No, just imagine the worst trash from Valleywag and then 
turning that into and letting them like run a state for themselves. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite part of that was proposal is it was literally Silicon Valley, and then it was North California, South California, East California. They didn't have names; they were just different parts of California. Uh, Only Silicon like, Valley had a name. Although they, uh, they have like weird names, like there's Jefferson, <laughs> and that goes underneath Washington. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. It's it's weird, like the way California's structured. It, we're all very depend. Every part is dependent on the other part in a lot of ways. So, like to break off the top, it's funny. We, if you look at a map of California, we call the middle NorCal, and then we just ignore the rest up at the top. But uh, you know that that's I've always like, never. I've actually never understood that. <laughs> like that's North California is nowhere near the north part of California. Yeah, but Ontario you know what that is, is though, like that it's too, all woods, it's and huge. that's where San Quentin is. Okay. And well, is it Pelican Bay? I mean, that's where, like, the major California prison is. I mean, it's sort of like we call it Northern Ontario, even though Northern Ontario, air quoting in front of my microphone, starts before the rest of the provinces do. Provinces. Provinces. Oh, wait. Anna can do it better. Roll, roll that R. No. What do you mean, no? Oh. Anna won't roll the R for us. I'm sorry, people. Uh, well, I've been doing boring things like playing wait, wait, games. Wait, did you say we're a hipster state? We're a good, hardworking people. You are, you are in hipster territory. No, have, no, no, I am. You have not. to fend them off with umbrellas and unfashionable. You know what it is? It, it's very shorts. specific part. Look, I always, I find it always so funny when people talk about like, oh, LA people are so vain, or, or oh man, you need to be a model, or the women, blah blah blah. And I always feel like that is not the Los Angeles that I or my family or anyone I know grew up in. I don't say anything in. about being vain. I just, I just know no, no. Just I'm talking about in TV in general. You, you know. I'm saying you're near I'm San riffing, Francisco. I'm riffing on the conversation. The... You gave up. You gave me an idea and an opening to talk about something else. Right. You know, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's totally the impression that we get of Cal- of no, Los no, Angeles. No, no, no. But yeah, it's just. I always say this to people about Los Angeles in particular: is the city is whatever you want it to be. I mean, I, I don't. It's, it's not like some like, oh, come to California, it's whatever you want it to be. I mean, it's quite literally every subculture, major culture, ethnicity. I mean, language. It's all here, and whatever you particularly are into, you can find a community of like-minded people to do that particular thing. And that's like, and that's one of the strengths of living in like I'm New York is much the same way. So it doesn't matter who you are, what you're into, what particular subculture or fetish you have, you'll find a way to have it fulfilled completely. <laughs> it's a really slow week for uh, game news. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so Divinity Original Sin, Chris. What about it? You've been playing it. People have been asking. Oh, good, I have good, been good, playing good, it. Good. I'm, I'm so. I love I love this game. I love this game. I forgot to talk about it last week because I don't know, I was tired or something. But I I played the game last week. I played the game this week, and I want to play it more. I was playing it right before the show started. I don't have anywhere near enough time to play this game because it's a very slow burn game. Uh-huh. It's it's um, it feels like playing Baldur's Gate two from way back in the day. Um, it is obviously more modern graphics and it has a more tactical based uh, combat system which i really like um a, a lot of people on podcasts compared to xcom i can't compare it to xcom having not played xcom yet but i really like the combat i think it's it's uh, uh it's very uh, 
what is it? It's that got that turn-based feel that I like in these computer RPGs. So everything isn't happening at once, and I don't have to worry about like restarting the battle five times because you know this person ran over here and accidentally cast a fireball that killed my whole party. So although that can't happen, right? <laughs> I, that actually can happen in Divinity actually rather easily, as Anna can attest to, where you could just accidentally walk on a mine that you didn't see because your perception points weren't high enough, and then you blew up your whole party, and then you have to start over because going and buying resurrection scrolls is a ridiculously overpriced thing uh before we dive too deep in this have you played any of the other divinity games before no and were you looking forward to this game at all until you heard like the positive buzz has been receiving no hmm. so this is one you did not kickstart um i did not kickstart it uh because it was like no you guys know how to get funding for a game i'm not giving you money screw that um i also Except- Go ahead. That the Kickstarter was actually really good for the game in the long run because they listened to a lot of the feedback they got and like the fact that you can change. Well, maybe those they characters, should do that anyway. You know, I don't. Maybe they should, but either way, I'm telling you, the game is the better for it. Like you know how when you create, uh, you have two main characters and you decide whether they're both male. I mean, you decide their gender, their class, their appearance, all of that stuff. Before those were two fixed characters, one male, one female, with like their own like names and their own thing. But they listened to. The, and feedback and they change like oh we'll we'll change this and we'll change this we'll make it more open we'll give you more customiz- more customization more freedom so okay. it benefited it worked I'll say yeah that. I I mean the game is it gosh where to start <laughs> no I also, I also wanted to start like at the base level I, yeah. I, I think I know what you're saying it's um so let's talk about the characters obtuse. let's talk about the characters okay um, you you get you can customize your characters right from the beginning. You can you can give them different portraits. You can give them different job skills. You can choose whatever talents you want them to have. You could say this guy can talk to animals, which I highly suggest you have one or your people able to do because they add a lot of flavor to the game. Yeah, apparently um, if you do that, you can like help two cats get married later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's done that. Uh, no, I haven't finished. I have to find the collar so that he's uh, presentable. <laughs> Yeah. See, when I hear anyone tell me stories about Divinity Original Sin, I feel like they're lying to me. Just to me <laughs> like, like they're trying to lie to me to convince me to buy it, too. I'm like, no, lying. no, I'm not lying at all. <laughs> uh, I got to find the collar because it's she's a she's a high class cat and he's not. So we got to make him presentable for her. Otherwise, she's just not going to associate with him. Um, anyway, is it? <laughs> There's a psychic bull that can see the future, but he won't tell you about your death, even though he can see it because it's so disturbing. He can't handle it. So all sorts of fun things with the animals. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the story, they say like it's a fantasy game, but it feels more like more, more like the Comic-Con version of fantasy. Than it, do you know what I mean? Sort of like just geek culture in general, as many references to whatever stuff that we think is cool at the moment and just throw it into a game and wizards and magic and stuff, right? Uh, I, it's not I, very I don't know serious, what you like mean. I mean that is something. wizard. That is fantasy. Is these games are always kind of fun? Uh, have you ever played Baldur's Gate two? No, but I remember like the stuff like Boo Go for the Eyes. Yeah, it, it, that's they how these kind of games work. Humor. Is always like you know, it's not high fantasy Tolkien seriousness. It's more like um, fantasy setting, and then let's have a DM make up a story for sharing around the table. Good, good, because recently it's all been very Game of Thrones, deathly serious, Lord of the Rings, dark and brooding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have that Dungeon Master feel, as you put it. 
just a couple of friends telling silly stories around the table. Now, it doesn't feel as much like a dungeon master running the game as like uh, Shadowrun does. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's still been the ultimate for that that I found recently. But um, this does have that Baldur's Gate feel, which is still a really good feel. Um, And, uh, okay, so you, you pick two characters and... I have an issue with the with the okay. Ah. The, there's there's two characters and you design them from scratch because the game is intended to be played co-op with another person, um, such that you and your friend can take entirely different dialogue choices and like you know have completely different reactions with NPCs and maybe one of you gets their favor and one of you doesn't. Um, but it's it's frustratingly poorly implemented if you want to play co-op. Because my wife and I were playing co-op, and we'd get conversations that the other person wouldn't see or participate in that were important to the story. And (laughs) so one person would have no idea what was going on, and it's like you have to pause the game and re-narrate everything that just happened for the other person just for their benefit. And then if there's like small clues or breadcrumbs in that conversation that one person didn't figure out, the other person can't figure it out because they didn't see them. They just got a summary from the first person. I did not like that at all. I don't like how the how the co-op works. Um, I don't have a proposed solution for it. I just don't think it's well implemented here. Is, is it not? Could it be a bug? I know the game is pretty buggy, right? Or is it just no? Because I know sometimes if you have a disagreement, you guys will have to do a rock paper scissors game to decide. That is correct. Yeah, um, for important. Yeah, important decisions, you do have to rock, paper, scissors versus each other. And you can get skills that make your rock, paper, scissoring more effective than your friends. But no, that's that's not the bad part. That part was fine because both people were part of that those important plot point conversations. Um, it's the ones with the NPCs where you're running around town, investigating, getting the funny dialogues where people are missing out. And it's like, well, okay, so... It it really comes down to the problem of having the way these games work is not really conducive to co op. All right, and uh, and I know I'm sure somebody knows how to pull it off. I sure have never figured it out. Hey, at least it's better than Baldur's Gate to. was. Remember? Before. Well, yeah, and I'm sure it is. The thing is, I don't know why you would try to play Baldur's Gate co op because the way these are designed is to take a hundred plus hours. Which, who's going to do a co-op experience for that length of time to begin with? That's my first question. I, I, the way you but, said, I'm trying to play this with my wife, I think that's really like the, you and your brother, you and your partner. Right, you need I someone close, like, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's all you're going to do that night because the, the progression's slow. Um, for example, in the first town, pretty much the universal advice by everybody everywhere is forget being moral. You need money. Your job in this first town is do every quest, talk to every NPC, and then spend a lot of time making them turn their backs and steal everything when they're not looking be- so that you can sell and get enough Apparently money to upgrade the your weapons. paintings in particular. Those yeah, are paintings are a big deal. And I... Is that something that sounds fun in co-op? No. No, it's but not fun at all You say morality, though, but this game doesn't have, like, a strict morality system. No, it's... but it has bonuses if you're altruistic. For, there are actually things that give you bonuses to your skills based on how you treat other people. Um, and it's there's no, like, um, Mass Effect-style like, Yeah, there's no karma for stealing things. Yeah, it's not a Bioware game. <laughs> but there is, there is um, some, two things that... It, can impact you when stealing. Um, one thing that can impact you with stealing, actually, is if somebody sees you, their reaction to you goes down, which means you can't do certain things that means that they need to like you, which 
I don't know what NPCs that's important with and which NPCs it's not important with. So uh, that doesn't tell you much, but <laughs> that is, that's the drawback. So you make sure they're not seeing you when you do it and then their reaction doesn't go down. So the, at that point, there is no real penalty to stealing, which is kind of silly. But that seems to be the, the way the game is designed for you to loot because otherwise you just you can't get money in the game fast enough, at least early on. And it's like everything's a bazillion dollars and it's fine that it is. But if you go outside, so the game's, the game's really brutal at the beginning. So you need to spend some time with it. You got to walk into it. So you got to be one of those people who likes going around to the town, investigating every basket and looking for loot and talking to every NPC, which I am one of those people. So this is good for me. If it's not for you, you have to, you have to discipline yourself because you got to get all your characters level four and you got to recruit two other NPCs before you even think about going outside and starting to attack other creatures. Cause otherwise you were going to get them floor mopped a few and you're, you're going to be like, this game's impossible or you could turn it to easy and i guess that would work too um so that might might also be a good strategy so in case you don't know you can recruit two other people into your party and a lot of people don't know that at first and so if you don't do that um they're they're easy to find in town um they get you some free ones later on you can hire your own um it doesn't take very long in the story. You can actually advance the story to that point within the town without leaving the town to get to the point where you can hire your own, but then you need money to do it, which means you've got to start stealing stuff to get that money. <laughs> um, uh, I don't read Kotaku often, but they do have a great uh, Divinity Original Sin tips to get you started, like this really long thing with like gifts and a lot of tips and strategies that, I've, that a lot of people have been leaning to and find pretty useful, I think. Oh, okay. On Kotaku? Yeah, it's like Divinity Original Sin Tips, and they have like all of these things you didn't know you can do or some great advice. Or Make sure you, if you're going to steal, do this. Or did you know you can combine this and this together to get this effect? That kind of thing. Cool. Mm. It's like this huge long list, and they've been updating it as they go along, which is pretty cool. Cool. I'll, give, I'll, I'll just shoot you over a link. Okay, I've got... What is going on here? All right, I got links for Anna for later. Um, <laughs> wow. We're going to have to go to this some year, Anna. Um, so let's see. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, battle music? No. Okay. M- Manny will give me a link. So Divinity Original Sin. Where was I? We battle system. I complain. No, battle system is good. Complain about the co op. All right, people, you were doing you a lot of complaining. What do you love about it? I love everything else. Yeah. I like walking around slowly, having conversations with people, having to f- hook up cats and make them friends with each other, and getting experience for doing menial tasks. And the, I, I, it's an RPG, right? You go around, you do quests, you make people happy, you fix stories, you fix people's lives. That's the goal of a Western RPG. I, I always feel is like making everything right in people's personal lives, and then you get experience for it, and then you go out kill some monsters, and you feel like a badass because you bought all this stuff because you spent the time fixing everybody's lives in town and that made your character more powerful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Rinse, wash, repeat. Um, and so far, it's, I like that. <laughs> I like the I like the writing so far for the character interactions. They seem pretty good. Um, the story, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad yet, but it's it's got potential. And I, I know I've heard some people who aren't that thrilled with the main story and some people who seem okay with it, so I don't know where that's going. <laughs> but... I, if you're looking for a Baldur's Gate game, I'm, this is it, and go for it. 
you know the battle system's a little different, but who cares? Um, it, it it's not like uh, it's not like Dragon Age two, right? So <laughs> you say Baldur's Gate game though, but the true like next gen revival, I mean, uh, of of Baldur's Gate is going to be Pillars of Eternity in a few months, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, and, and I was just seeing a thing and like, oh my gosh, if I play through Divinity Original Sin, am I going to be able to stomach the entirety of uh, Pillars of Eternity after that? Because that's looking even more Baldur's Gatey and and the same sort of slow, um, complete everything experience. Uh, <laughs> but of... it is real time combat, though. Yeah, they but do have the real time pause, pause right? combat. Yeah, but you pause. Real time combat in Baldur's Gate is kind of a misnomer. Um, so. Yeah, it doesn't pause for you like in Divinity, but you're going to pause anyway if you want to succeed. Because you got to be sure that you got that person casting the fire spells as soon as the troll goes down or else he's going to get back up. You know, Well, at least in the D&D games you do. I don't know about Pillar of Eternity. Um, it's weird like that these, these, these three games, these kind of games that old school PC gamers have been wanting for so long are all coming out like within months of each other. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> and they've all been kickstarted. Like, Wasteland 2 is coming up really And Pillars of Eternity. And then... But it's just so strange. Like, you, <laughs> you've been asking for it. Here they all are at once. You don't have time to play them all. Sorry. You're old. And you have responsibilities. <laughs> it's true. It is so true. I don't even know what you're supposed to do with all that. So... Hmm... Um, uh, Giant Bomb did a quick look EX for uh, Pillars of Eternity, mm-hmm. which was actually really interesting. They, I think, they brought Josh Sawyer in the project lead to talk with the with the guys at the with the guys at Giant Bomb, and that's the demo I saw at E3 and more. So it looks, I mean, it looks great. And I know that game has a lot more. Do you have a stronghold in this game of any sort? In what a stronghold? Uh, original sin. Oh, I don't think so. Well, if you love that about Baldur's Gate, you know, building up a stronghold and upgrading your keep and doing merchant stuff, all this, this game has that in spades. Okay. No, Pillars of Eternity has that in spades. I, I was okay, trying to figure out where clear. you were going with that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's very Baldur's Gate 2. You know, you, you, have, you have your strongholds. You have a lot of the character. You have the real-time combat. You have the the perspective is very much the same. That lots of classes, <laughs> a few original ones that they've created. I mean, it's Baldur's Gate minus the Dungeons and Dragons, just like Star Wars was Baldur's Gate minus Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. I mean, Kotor was Kotor. I don't know. Any more? Anything else you want to hit on Original Sin? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, give it a shot. Uh, is all I can say. Um, Anna doesn't like it though. Why don't you tell people why you don't like it, Anna? Why don't I like divinity? Because the res spells are too expensive. <laughs> That's not your only complaint. Don't you even front. There's no direction. There's no direction. <laughs> Anna doesn't like having a completely open world. It seems. I am down for open world when there is some way to direct me to things I could or should be doing. You want a radar? I want something. You want the arrow? Where's the next quest? No. Feed me. No. You know, I've got a game for you if you like that. What? It's called Arc Age. Okay. Oh. Uh, let me fix and that. And you played that. What I did, did you think play of it? that. Um, 
what did I think of it? I thought that I should pause the backup that's causing Manny to have trouble hearing us. Hold on. There. <laughs> yeah, you guys were cutting out every now and then. Yeah, I'm sorry was, about like, that. Very... Uh, it won't affect the, the podcast listeners won't hear it, but uh, yeah, it affects the stream. I'm sorry about that. Should be better now. Um, I got I got distracted by this entirely other article on Kotaku, and I think it's your fault, Manny, for sending me there to begin with. Hey, 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 hey. I just want to help you be the best Divinity original sim player you can be. <laughs> That's not the article that distracted me as a thing. But um, Are you playing on your uh, Windows setup? Divinity Original Sim? I am playing on my Windows setup. Okay. I was listening to... Uh, uh, I was sending... Uh, John Davidson, remember him from One Up? Mm-hmm. He was saying that it runs like garbage on on Mac, unfortunately. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, but who knows? They could be patching that as we speak. It could be getting better and better. Hmm. Okay. And Wasteland Two just got its uh its final the early access version of Wasteland Two got its final update before they they release it to the world at large. As a finished final game. Finished so that's final, on. huh? Finished final done game. I mean, you should see the change list. It's like 700 items on that change list. It's ridiculous. So they're working hard to make sure that's actually going to be done in time, which is great. Yeah. Uh, what was it going to... Okay. So, but nobody's played it, right? Oh, you can play it right now. Can I? If you want to. Do I want to? I, at this point, it's so close to being done. You might as well just wait for the for the full game, right? All right. Let's see. Wasteland Two. Do I own this? I already own you it. You backed it. You backed it. I did. Didn't you? No. You told me you backed it. No, I picked it up during the Steam sale for cheap. Oh. Yeah, because I didn't want to pay sixty bucks for it. That's for sure. So. Um, yeah, I've got it. I've got the early access, so I could play it right now. You totally. Why can. bother if I if it's coming out like super soon? See, like and this is another one of these games. This is a Fallout game, which is another big old... Oh, I can't. I don't have time for all this. Yep, big open world, I multiple characters, re, <laughs> you know, high replay value. It's like you can't finish any of this stuff nowadays because it's well, all it's, it's, our, it's our fault, though. We, we, people like us, are compelled... Buy too much. ...are compelled to play everything. We need to play everything because we want to be part of the conversation rather yeah. than just saying, you know what? Like, I feel like normal people don't have this problem. They're like... Oh, hey, that Wasteland game I've been looking forward to. Is I great. wish I I'll didn't have for the fun next. with life. Then I wouldn't have these problems. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's like complaining oh. that you're at a buffet. There's too much food to eat. <laughs> well, it depends on the buffet. There's some buffets that are like, oh, I wish they just would made half of this stuff better than all this stuff poorly. Um, no. <laughs> oh, Anna, what was I going to say? I don't know. Darn it. Neither do I. Uh, I did have a game that you might, that you guys might be interested in. It just came out on the App Store called 80 Days. 80 okay. Days. Okay. Um, let me pitch it to you. So you know Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne's? Yeah. Uh, imagine you turn that. You, so you play as Passepartout. <laughs> you know, the, the manservant, the valet. Mm. Or, uh, for, what's his name, Phineas? And... Uh, it, it's like a it's like a text adventure game slash choose your own adventure novel with really nice artwork and you're playing against other people trying to get around the world in 80 days. You're making a lot of choices like do I trade this for money or do, what do I carry with me? But that slows – do I carry more stuff, more supplies with me? 
that I can trade later for more supplies so I can make sure I have the stuff I need or stay in nice hotels. But that slows me down, so I'm not going to beat these guys around the world in 80 days. Which path do I take? Who do I talk to? You know, all the stuff that in a good choose-your-own-adventure novel slash adventure game would make you decide. But with a really nice art style, and people seem to be really liking it. Hmm. It's like five bucks. And I'm curious, Anna, did you ever play Lost Yeti? I threw a code your way a while ago. No, I keep forgetting to. Oh. You should feel terrible, Anna. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Mm. All right. And then there's Monster Hunter. You guys haven't tried Monster Hunter on iOS yet? No, I haven't. Um, I don't know that I'm going to because it's it's a port of a PSP game, right? So I'm a very just, competent board. I'd rather just wait and play Monster Hunter 4 on 3DS. All right. If anyone who's listening, I, I do need some people to play online with. So if anyone's listening, make you a comment. You don't have it chat. on like, you don't have 3 Ultimate on 3DS or Wii U, do you? Because oh, I have it on both. I could play that with you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm writing up this very specific version. Mm. So, anyway. So, uh, anything else? Yeah. Um, I played a new MMO that's coming out soon. Uh, Arcage Online. Have Arcage. you heard of Arcage? I think I did an E3 demo. I think that's the very first dialogue trees, isn't it? A-R-C-H-E-A-G-E. Let me check. I'm going to go to the RP Gamer page. I think that's the very I. <laughs> I it think has I cat did. people, so you know, like all important uh, MMOs, it has to have cat people, and it does. Uh, it also has piracy and high com, <laughs> yep. naval combat. <laughs> that is that is like the second uh, dialogue trees. I posted on August 14th, 2013. Okay, so I got it. I you know I contacted them, said, "Hey, can I get in the beta?" And they said, "Sure, here you go, have the beta." I'm like, okay, sweet. They got me in, and I finally got around to... It just went live into this beta period on July 30th. So I just okay. had some time for it last night. Refresh my memory. This is the game where you where you and a group of people make everything in the world. Like, you can get yeah. together and build ships or build plots of land. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to any of that yet. Oh. Like, crafting is, like, so far beyond where I am at. Even though I know you could do it now, but it's like, no, I'm in the... I'm in the part of the game where you play it like an MMO, and then it seems like later on it turns into let's craft everything, uh, and like literally everything. And so, yeah, I was hearing stories like a group of like a guild of players will spend all will spend like a month or two months and pour in all of their resources to build this big ship so they can start sailing, they can crew the ship, and they can start doing like trading and all I, this you know fun stuff. I was but watching they general a- chat last night, and mm-hmm. people were talking about that they were in the middle of sailing across the ocean from one continent to the other, which apparently takes a long time. And here's the kicker. Another group of people, they can be pirates and raid that ship and even destroy it and sink it. <laughs> which is terrible, but... <laughs> Apparently those pirates, though, eventually there's going to be like a, a tribunal system, I think, where people will, will put them on trial. And if you're found guilty, you'll be sent off to like Pirate Island with all the other bad people. <laughs> pirate Island. Um, there, I was seeing uh, – there was some sort of trial system I was seeing being executed last night, but it, was, it wasn't clear how it worked or what the consequences were. But I could see there was a whole trial chat channel for people to – to talk in and stuff. and Where the people want hang him. Yes. Hang him. That's all they were saying. There's like, let's hang him. It's like, that's all people wanted to do was hang him. 
It was actually really funny. And it's like, uh, what is this? Uh, so let's see. Last night, everybody was complaining in general chat about what gaming laptops were the best. So um, I would suggest not participating in general chat discussions in general. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Arcage. This is a Korean MMO. Uh, it's being localized by... Tryon, right? Yep, the people who do Rift. And I think they've done a, a fantastic job of it because it doesn't feel like a poorly localized Asian MMO in any way. It feels really... The, the only thing that really lets you know it's a Korean MMO is two things. One, it's still in beta, so the NPCs, uh, their flavor voices are all Korean. So people don't speak English to you when you right-click on them and they bring up oh, their merchant goes, Hello. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, it's all like uh, Korean. Um, so that needs to change. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly the stuff that they're saying. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is uh, the... What was it? Oh, the music is very obviously done by Asian composers rather than Western composers. So a lot of Asian instruments and stuff like that. Um so in in that way, it kind of feels like uh, Miss of Pandaria, I guess. But <laughs> so as far as the game itself, uh, it, you know, it's your it's very standard MMO play. Um, right click on enemies, press the buttons to execute your skills, loot things by pressing the F key um, to get a nice area loot. Um, it seems rather well implemented. There's nothing awkward about the control scheme. So it's like, okay, that's all good. They've learned from. Um, you know, World of Warcraft and all that. So that part's fine. The experience curve at the beginning, I got, it was really brisk clip. Um, I was getting levels all the time. It had a nice pace. Um, I was enjoying that. I got through like level nine last night and was like, all right, this is good. I'm moving along. My character's getting stronger. I'm finding new equipment. Um, I'm not hitting any walls or having to grind anything or do anything outside of the quest lines. There's not too many quest lines before I move on to a new area. But it's still very standard MMO stuff. Um, so, you know, do your quest in the area, move on to the next area. So, but so far there's only a, f- a few. So it's kind of more like Terra than like, wow, where there's like 10 in an area. So that's all good. The game looks pretty. Um, you got your four racial choices, a bunch of classes. I'm not going to get into the particulars cause I, I don't understand them all yet. I was playing like the basic fighter class and, and, and stuff and it, it felt good. The comet felt good. I was liking the carrot and stick stuff with the quests. Uh, I enjoyed what I played and like the music. I like the graphics. I got a mount at level nine. So that that's always nice to get that early on in the experience. What is it? Just a regular old horse. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a cat person. So of course you ride on even bigger cats. Of course. Of course. <laughs> That's weird. Just, can you imagine it's like humans? Like, I just love to yes. see them both. Like, a human just rides like a larger person yes. on his hands and knees. It's just weird. Well, what else would you do, right? Yeah, no, no. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, so. Oh, it'd be like, I would love that if we, if we just rode gorillas. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, be the more equivalent, the equivalent right? wouldn't it? Yeah, the... Uh, Uh, you could, it's weird. Um, you raise the mount yourself. Um, you buy a mount and then you have to go to a public farm uh, where you get the mount out, you play with it, you feed it, you give it water, and then you wait for it to grow up a bit. And then um, you can, so you're effectively growing your mount. And I don't know if that means it can be stolen 
because uh, apparently crops and stuff in public farms can be stolen by other people. You have to have like your own personal house and stuff if you want stuff to not be stolen. And that this economy is weird. All right, so there's public resources where you can plant and stuff, but other people can take stuff from you, or there's private stuff that requires um, saving up lots of premium currency and stuff or labor points. So th- there's the side of the game I haven't really gotten into, which involves labor points and crafting. And I can't speak on it much. I wish I could. But the, I I do know that everyone was complaining about it last night in the chat. <laughs> so something so about all that's then. not good. Yeah. Are you going to get to that point? I mean, are you liking what you've played enough that you're going to get to that point to do all that stuff? So that's the thing. I'm like, okay, I could get into that stuff that's not interesting to me, all that crafting stuff, um, in hopes that I can somehow find a group that I can go sailing, which would be interesting to me. Um the MMO side of it is I do like, so I could I wouldn't mind getting up to max level or whatever and, and getting to the point where I'd be well positioned to the crafting uh, because I'm enjoying the gameplay so far, except that, you know, it, it feels just as good as, say, like Final Fantasy XIV, which, so why don't I go play that instead? Because I know I have other friends who are playing that and yeah. can do endgame stuff with them. So that's my dilemma with Arcage in particular. Yeah, um, it feels like if you're not going to get into the like the big guild companies building ships or building big uh, guild halls and doing all that stuff, maybe you are better off in WoW or Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know enough about the end game of this game, so I could just tell you that what I've played so far has been really fun, and I think I wish other people were playing with me um, because I'd like to give this game a, a bigger a bigger try. Um, the problem this is, is free it is to play, right? Not yes, but not yet. Um, oh. Right now, to get into the beta, you either need to have somebody to let you in um, from the company, or um, you need to buy. Like if you like, you buy one of the early access packs, they'll let you in now. Um, why am I in the wrong currency here? I was going to tell you how much it costs, but it's telling me the wrong currency. <laughs> um, I'll convert it quickly. Forty-four ninety. I don't know what these are. Um, is that how much is this in Hong Kong dollars? Chris? I don't know what this symbol is. It's a it's a backward C with two vertical lines in it. Is that oh, that's a euro? euro. Oh, that is the euro. Okay. Yeah. So it's forty four euros ninety nine cents is what I was showing on my. How do I get out of this? English, Dutch, French. How do? Where's forty four euros to dollars? Forty-four euros converts to about fifty-nine point zero eight U.S. dollars. Sixty bucks. That's not. I know that's not how much it costs here, though. So hold on. So maybe if I go through the Tryon Worlds website instead of the. Arcage. I like that. Like Seliking knows, like, oh, there was a Siri. <laughs> Siri made an appearance on the chat. That's right. Emmanuel must. Manny must be back. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know why it's giving me this currency, so I don't know. It costs whatever it costs. Wait, I know. If I go to buy and sign in, this doesn't tell me anything. I don't want to add. Just tell me how much. Arcage Online costs some amount of money. Between forty and sixty dollars to get into the beta, and you can go crazy. You can buy all these sorts of bonus things, which come with premium items so the game has a cash shop you can start spending money now and uh, it'll be refunded at the end of the beta um of course as premium currency you won't get your actual cash back um 
And, oh, geez. I'm just realizing they gave me the top end set for my code, didn't they? Oh, geez. That's terrible. I don't deserve that. Um, hey, you're talking up the game a lot more than anyone else has on any other podcast. Sort of like the mass. <laughs> That's the not true. Phil Kohler's been talking about this game and IT, uh, JP. What? What about Mass Effect? No, massively. Massively? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, who's been talking about it? Phil Kohler from Polygon. And on on his Twitter? I don't know. At some point he was. <laughs> I no. I know I was listening to stories from him, but... All right. Not recently. You're right. Not recently. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, yeah. Wow. They gave me a lot of credits in game. Yeah. So you have credits to spend... And it, there's a cash shop, and the way this works is there are things you can buy in the cash shop that are also available for you to buy using the in-game currency. Just save your gold and buy them like normal. And then there's a ton of things like cosmetic items, extra mounts and stuff that you can only buy in the cash shop. Um, and then there's a bunch of crafting-related things. I don't understand how they work, but I completely understand that if you really want to be good at crafting and stuff, that spending that money is going to give you an advantage and make things go faster. So, uh, yeah, it's it's that sort of game. Um, if you don't want to spend money, it's a sort of, it like costs real money to expand the inventory space that you have. For example, it costs real money to. Um, uh, actually, that might be one of the ones that you could get with gold as well. So I don't know. Uh, whatever um so it, it you be wary because it's one of those games there's there's a there's a cash shop you're gonna feel pressure to spend money you might not want to um you can also uh subscribe and that gives you like um an ongoing loyalty status or something and what that does for you pet patron status what patron status does is that helps you earn the points you need to, so you get these labor points and they're using the crafting system and they regenerate very slowly um, if you have a free account and you're not logged in, I don't think they regenerate at all. So people with free accounts are like staying logged in all the time. People without free accounts um, get half the rate of recuperation when they're not logged in and double the rate if they are logged in. So actually everybody who cares about crafting is just staying logged in all the time <laughs> to earn all these labor points so that they can make stuff. So there's a weird stuff going on. So um, oh, gosh, I want to like this game because it feels better made it feels more fun and slick to play than like um ion online for example mm-hmm. but this crafting thing and this high-end stuff with the weird premium currency and labor points might ruin the whole thing so i don't know i guess i should move on uh, um are you all excited for or the drain war uh I'm not in current... The way these WoW expansions work for me is I get really excited at first, and then I get really not caring and unexcited throughout the summer, and then, like, it'll come out and I'll get excited again. So, this happened the last two expansions. But you're not in that beta. I am in that beta. I haven't touched it yet. I have it installed. I have not... Um, opened it yet though okay i'd be curious that's that's the thing where you like the main point of that beta is try building your personal stronghold right yeah yeah which doesn't appeal to me much at all but really all right then i then i really do wonder about whether you'd like the end game of arc arc age because it's all about strongholds and then like communal strongholds and ships and all that stuff right well you said it's in that case it's a communal stronghold which 
adds some different value and some different dynamics to it, but it means you need to find a community that you want to yeah. be building that stuff with. So, well, I mean, you seem really positive, and I'm, I'm sure when this game actually does launch, you can convince quite a few people to jump in with you. I'm sure yeah, it sounds like Michael would be into it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, he can play yeah, as a cat busy. girl. That's the important part, right? <laughs> yeah, cat girls that you can build stuff. What more do you I need? played another MMO this week. Another one? Jeez. Yeah, this one just came out as well. Um, Firefall. Oh, wait, wait. I thought this was only a PAX booth. <laughs> yes, it's not just a PAX booth. Uh, uh, I, I picked up Fire... All right, I downloaded it because that's also free to play. And... Um, that, I hear it's not great. I hear it's not I great. Don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it looks real pretty. Um, I was playing as an engineer, um, which I like the way my engineer guns work, and I could put down turrets, and like they would shoot enemies for me, which is always good. If I'm in an FPS and I don't have to shoot things myself, I really like that. Um, the quests seem you know, decently well designed. You got jetpacks. You drive around. Um, I Again, my biggest issue here is that... Um, you know, I'm not playing with anybody else, so that's an issue. Um, it's an FPS, so the combat system isn't exactly my preferred form of combat in an RPG or anything like that. But uh, it seemed okay. I, I felt like, hey, this is something I could play more of, but I don't feel the call to play more of it. Whereas Arcage, I kind of want to play more of it, you know. And Divinity, I definitely want to play more of it. So Firefall, you know, compared to those other two this week, is like, eh, Firefall's there. I could play more of it, but yeah, like yeah. Every, that's what I've been hearing. Like the shooting is is just on this on the right side of competent, but not okay. much further than that. I don't you know. know. I'm 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 an en- I'm an engineer, which means my gun is just a continuous stream of damage. So all I have to do is press the button and kind of move the cursor around, making sure it stays on top of the enemy. And so it's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's all I need. All right. <laughs> I don't enough. I don't care, you know, but. See, I don't, I don't understand the intricacies of shooter preferences and what's got a better FPS than the others, and like why Halo's shooting is considered to be really good or not. So, uh, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, that's an MMO. It's free. It's pretty. You can try that out, uh, but I won't bore you with it. So, uh, Anna, did you play anything else? Yep. Uh oh. Um, You've been waiting. Yeah. What, what? All right. I played and finished Paper Mario on stream. So, oh, congratulations. Um, wait, Paper Mario, Paper Mario? Yes, Paper, Paper Mario. Mario, Paper Mario, like the N64 Paper Mario. I really enjoy that game. It's I like good, that a lot. But that was near doors better. You know, I'm not, I don't really like Mario very much as a character. I really liked Paper Mario. <laughs> That's cool. I really do. But um, I'm actually really excited because we've got the Wii all set up, so I am going to play the Thousand Year Door next. Anna, 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 Anna. Yes. I've never played a thousand years. Oh, I don't have a TV. Never mind. Why haven't you... Wait, what do you need a TV for? To play Paper Mario. The no, you can watch door. her play it for you. I was going to say we should do a game club together. Oh. <laughs> and we Wait, discuss it. What do you mean you don't have a TV? Go get a TV. <sighs> they cost money. <laughs> no wonder you don't play any console games anymore. <laughs> he mentioned that in the opening. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, oops. Manny, go get a TV. Uh, I will. The one I want, like, I'm down to, like, two choices right now, and they're both, like, $1,000, but I just don't. Well, get a small uh, one for a second room and buy that one first because you don't have to decide as much. A second? <laughs> that's the thing, though, is that I know I, I tried getting, like, a Vizio TV as a replacement. Yeah. And I just was not happy with it, and I realized just, like, my tastes have gotten so particular at this point where I just, I just can't be happy with just some 
so I, I did a lot of research and I found like the two TVs I want. But then I realized I'm not missing it all that much that I feel inclined to go, you know, to go drop over thousand dollars right now. Well, how about doing the research to find one that would be markedly better than the Vizio, but still cost a lot less than these thousand dollar TVs? As a way to compromise without spending a bunch of money on something you don't need much. That's the thing, though. It's like I want good quality picture, but at the same time, I kind of don't care. So I'm stuck in this situation. <laughs> I'm stuck in this little this loop where I'm like, okay. it's so weird. I know, I know what you I know what you're saying though. It's like I, I could totally I should I should spend less and just get something. But then when I'm on that something, I'm like, oh, this this is terrible. This is low quality. Why? Well, it's just that you can. <laughs> You can do a little bit of research and spend a little bit more and make some big jumps is what I'm thinking, but maybe not. I'm thinking like um, there's this one Sony one I'm looking at right now. It, uh, like the input lag is fantastic. It's like okay. – there you go. That's what the point I got to where I'm researching input lag on monitors versus other ones. Like no, you see you don't want this one because the input lag is only actually reduced when you're in the PC mode. But that lowers the other – it's like it's ridiculous. It's such a rabbit – like a rabbit hole. Now you want stress t- – researching what TV to buy is real stressful. It's like a second job right there. I mean, you're doing gaming, so you want a flat panel LCD monitor with a game mode. You know, this is shouldn't be too hard at this point. You'd be surprised, but there's also, I want to get it through Amazon. Okay. And your options are limited there. Yeah, so they, they carry Samsung's. Uh, Samsung's not that great for game mode. They're okay. They're like the middle of the pack. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, and their stands are decent. Uh, they're, they're middle of the pack uh, now, but that doesn't mean they're not more than uh, whatever. Nothing. Never mind. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't care right now. <laughs> Everyone, open up AVS forum. Let's get into it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just at a certain point, I just kind of like. Eh. I have a DS game I've never played. Here's my chance. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go play Final Fantasy Tactics A2. All right. I want to replay that. Oh, Game Club, stolen? boom. What'd you ask, Anna? Did it get stolen? Did we ever own it? Yes. I don't know. Is it on the list? I don't know. It's it's a GBA game, right? No, A2 is DS. Well, open up your spreadsheet and see. Okay. Can I talk about the other games I've been playing? Yeah. I finished Fire Emblem. Hooray! The second Which time you... Fi- wait, third time you finished Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah. Okay, wait. It makes me sad because if you don't marry people off, they get the most sad sack endings ever. They get these horrible forever alone endings. Anna, you sound so sad right now. I've literally never heard it. It makes me sad. sad. And so I started playing The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. Okay. And... I decided this time, since I've beat it once already, I'm going to play it with the strategy guide you bought me. So I hauled out the 50-pound... Box um, of strategy... <laughs> Zelda treasure chest of strategy guides. Yep. Da-da-da-da! Thing's cool. It is awesome. So, um, yeah, I dragged that out, and I played, and it was fun. Oh, I didn't ask you, how was uh, Paper Mario? Did you enjoy the experience? Yes. It, okay. Like I said, it's just... It's one of those things that I enjoyed it, but I know that um, I I'm gonna like Thousand Year Door better. Okay, wait, why is that? It's just a bigger, meteor game, or 
Um, they refined everything that I liked about Paper Mario into Thousand Year Door. Okay, but can you bake a cake? Um. Um, what is this prop of the rapper now? No, no, no. Um, you missed it. One of the things that you do when you're in the princess oh, right. interludes is, is bake a cake. Bake a cake. Okay. I know you're supposed to like make Manny, the cake poorly Manny, to poison the guy, but I, I made the best damn cake. <laughs> I made the best damn cake. <laughs> Cooking mama? Should I just play Cookie Mama? Don't shake the baby. No, I was saying. I what was I going? I don't even know what I was saying anymore. I'm just, just, are you complaining? Of, what are you talking about, Anna? Shaking babies. No, man. before that, like how did, <laughs> Zelda. How did, Zelda. Okay. Yes. All right. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna be playing this week with the strategy guide. I'm just about to go into Death Mountain, and it's death. And so maybe I'll stream oh. some Thousand Year Door later today. We'll see. I love and, that. It's um, so good. I've also been playing Kyrobot. Oh, this is the new Kyrosoft game that's yes. super meta because you're growing <laughs> Kyrobots, yes. the mascot for Kyrosoft. So you um, – there's two different sort of game modes to this. Is One is on the ship, which has plots that you can put down different buildings. And then the other part is the combat, which is exactly like um, the space game that they had previously. Oh, and Ninja Village too, right? Um, Ninja Village had multiple lines. This starts in a single line. You okay. are going to be able to get to the the different sort of um, layouts, but I'm not there yet. So you basically do stuff on your base, like research and upgrade while you're waiting for your Kyrobots to be manufactured out of the facility. And then once you have the Kyrobots that you need, you go out and explore with them. And that's like the space game. Is it, I know this is a silly question. Is it much different than the previous Kyrobots games? Enough yes. so that you're going to go, yeah. okay, I need. It's, it's two of them smashed together. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm, yeah, it's sort of like, um, Apparently that's enough for her. So. Yeah, it's like the farming game combined with the space game. So I'm digging it. I mean, I'm I think I'm in year three right now. So Is this one of the more one. modern Kyrosoft games? It's actually like a universal made for tablets and phones. I believe so. But well, I'm not sure. You downloaded it on the she, iPad. She's playing it on the iPad. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Because I remember the earlier ones, they just... Oh no, they've been universal for a while now. Yeah, she downloaded on the okay. iPad. It's shown up on my phone already. So, yeah, it's... that is my a problem with Microsoft only... in general. Though is they're kind of a fire and forget company. Yeah. Yeah, they don't my update. My only yeah. complaint, Much. and I'm air quoting complaint, is that um, you can't play it sideways. You have to play it up and down. You have to play it loud. Anna. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that too when I'm when I'm talking about the Dragon Quest Eight on iOS. So, are you playing that? I just barely touched on it. But yeah, the entire game is portrait mode, whether oh. you're playing on a phone or a tablet. Why? Why? It makes sense on a phone, weirdly enough. It's like a game you can play one-handed while you're on the train. So it seems very much made for the Japanese market. But on a tablet, though, like, let me... Why? It's like 10 inches. I doesn't need to be portrait mode. I so. agree. I know, it's a little weird. It's a, I think maybe that's my problem with, with a lot of these Japanese companies. It's great that they bring over these games like Mo Dragon Quest and Monster Hunter, but I, I worry like how often 
is Monster Hunter going to get updated? And the worst part of a Monster Hunter is it doesn't have like any kind of iCloud support. So that mon- that so if anything happens to your device, there's no way easy, clear, easy way to back up your character and. It, Anyway, so if you spend like 100 hours on your device on your iPad and then someone gets stolen or gets broken or smashed or whatever, you lost that character that you spent 100 hours building up. And it sucks too. It's like you would think, oh, I want to play a little bit on my phone, then maybe go to my tablet and play a little bit there. You can't do that either. Yeah. I, I've been having that issue with Final Fantasy V. On tablets too? Yeah. Yeah. And you need to be able to back up your. I mean, if it's a if it's if your game goes over fifty hours, I need to be able to back that up. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Anna, uh, what else were you playing? Did you have something else to finish, or did you finish, Anna? Um. No, I'm done. Okay. So Manny, so eight. All right. So what else you got? Now that I've caught up in my head, <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm asking Manny. What oh. else? He oh, has. um, no, I guess just feedback news. I'm good. Oh, okay. Feedback. Well, Stop doing what I was doing. No, what were you doing? <laughs> Buying tickets for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> we're Come gonna on, go Chris. do that tomorrow. What do they need? Another two hundred million dollars? Yes, they do. <laughs> Wait, did they? I thought it was this weekend that they opened. They opened last weekend? No, this weekend. I'm confused. It's what they're... Um, it's what they're projected to earn. Oh, okay. They, they need, like, stuff. All right, so... <laughs> feedback we had last week. We had a question, right? Yes. Tell them what the question was, Anna. Um, do people want MMO in a minute back? What's the answer to that question, Anna? Yeah. Yeah. They really do, don't they? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so without without boring you with the actual responses, um, everyone said, yeah, we want it back. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Okay. So it's coming back. Uh, let's see. I got no letters and no, um, and no voicemails, sadly. So unfortunately, we, uh, we don't actually have feedback this week. So I'm going to instead bore you all with a plug to send us feedback. And if you don't want to hear this send us feedback so it is your responsibility to fill this part of the show otherwise you have to listen to me rant and rave about it once again so i'd like you to send us you know i guess if i if i if i turn it into this thing where i berate you that's not gonna inspire you to send messages it's just gonna inspire you to turn off the show isn't it Hmm. i haven't thought this through clearly so instead i'll do this i will plead i will beg and plead that's better rather than berating Please send feedback for the show. Please send us feedback. Send us feedback to podcast at rpgamer.com. That's where you can send us a letter. And then we can read it right here on the show. And let me make sure I didn't skip one accidentally. No, I didn't. Yeah, we read it right here on the show. Instead of having 800 spam messages, I could just have, you know, messages about the show. Save me from the whining, please. Additionally, you can call us at 608 That's 608-729-4098. That's 608-729-4098. That's a operator. by. It doesn't spell, spell anything. Oh. <laughs> Have you tried multiple times? Now, is, there, is there a site that'll tell you what your uh, phone number spells? Like all the... Ac- I wish, right? An anagram site for phone numbers? Let's see. What does my phone... Phonespell.org. 
Okay, let's do it. Let's... Yo, I'm doing it right now. 608 729. Oh, I guess we just want 729 4098. Uh, 608 729 Um, We found these 10 letter mnemonics 60 tray I O 98. That's terrible. One interesting combination is found. You know, here's the thing is that the Google. Okay. 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 I like this better. So if I just do the seven seven two seven two nine four zero nine eight, um, we get the following. <laughs> Paul I zero nine eight, Pax I zero nine eight, Pay I zero nine eight, um, Raw Ray Saw Sax Say. So the, seven two nine, they've got a bunch of things for. I like Paul or Pax because those are both things that are on our shows. Four zero nine eight is not so easily handled. So let's do Paw then. Call in. Paw. Blah, blah, blah. Paw I-098. Paw 4098. Paw 4098. No, they're going to think I'm saying Paul. No, 608-729-4098. That's the phone number. Call in. Leave us a voicemail. 30 seconds or left, preferably. Go and... But, but, this is your chance to be on a, on a highly downloaded RPG-focused podcast. Why are you passing up your chance for fame? Yeah. Also, um, I, I know you haven't said this in a while, but... If you leave reviews for Chris on iTunes or other popular podcasting sites, it yeah. helps the site. I mean, helps the podcast a lot. Get noticed by more people. We get more listeners, more feedback. You get better shows. As you can tell, we need feedback right now. So come on, yeah, promote the and show. And a bigger audience means more people are like, "Oh, look at those guys. We should send Chris more uh, more beta keys well, so you can talk about them on his podcast." Well, what we what we need right now is lots of people to, for going into extra life period so that we can pimp the heck out of extra life and get lots of donations. So come on, sign up, sign up. Um, yeah, send us so, a feedback podcast at rpgamer.com. Post on the message boards board at rpgamer.com. And with that, review on iTunes and or uh, Zune Podcast Store. I don't know. The Zune Podcast Store is that even a thing anymore? I have no idea. I think it closed. I'm not sure it's a thing. People complained to me that I was still given the Zune link. I was like, you know what? Yeah, the Zune link's got to go. So I got rid of it. Um, <laughs> it was funny though. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's uh, let's hit the news. I, you know. For being a slow news week, Manny, I did find a lot of stories. Um, All right. I, I had the opportunity to check extra sites that I don't normally check, so I think that's why. Um, first off, I'm going to point people to RP Gamer. As usual, I start with the RP Gamer's own posted stories here. And we have a review up for um, the wrong... Hold on. Is that... What is... What? Is that actually the right one? Yeah. Unrest. Um, what's unrest? I talked about unrest last week, didn't I? Yes. Nobody remembers what unrest is, do you? I have no idea. I wasn't here last week. I was, and I still have no idea what he's talking about. Is this like the game Black Cards, Black Cards where you tell us every single week and we don't know about it? <laughs> I finally remember. No, not Black Cards. Well, yeah, there's Black Cards, but Natural Doctrine is the new one for those. Um, life is full of tough... Cho- here, I'm just going to read the first paragraph from the review since none of us know what this is. Life is full of tough choices. Wrestling with a thorny problem for long enough can justify even the most immoral of choices. Pyrodactyl Games' unrest depends on this quirk of human psychology to create an engaging political thriller peopled by flawed, believable characters. The story takes place in a fantasy world shaped by Indian history and legend. Famine and disease rack the ancient city of Bimra. 
tra- trade with the Naga Empire c- could save. Oh, sorry. Trade with the Naga Empire could save the seed of human civilization, but not everyone's willing to accept the bargain. Despite their classy robes and copious jewelry, Naga aren't especially popular in Bimra. They're giant snake monsters interested in human jobs, food, and resources. The resulting period of unrest is explored through the eyes of several characters, including the princess of Bimra, a Naga diplomat, a priest, a peasant facing arranged marriage, (laughs) and a mercenary captain. Were there supposed to be commas in there? Those are different people? Yeah, those those are all different people. Okay. Because the way that you said it was like, it's a princess that is also... Well, I said it in the movie trailer style, which means you should be seeing a different image on the screen Ah, every time I say it. (laughs) You know, a priest, a Naka diplomat, a donkey, a monkey, a guy riding a gorilla, a cat riding a bigger cat. You know, stuff like that. Um, But I don't have the budget for that. You're channeling um, the the Honest Honest Trailers trailers guy. guy. (laughs) That's the idea, right? (laughs) Anyway, you can read uh, Zach's review of that, see what he thinks about it. That's Unrest. It, it's an indie RPG. I remember seeing screenshots for this now. So, uh, Heretic Kingdoms is out on Steam Early Access. <laughs> it's an action RPG. Who's been following this one? All right, nobody. <laughs> you, Manny, you all over Heretic Kingdoms? Shadows Heretic Kingdoms? Bro, don't even pretend. That you're all over it? It's a PC game though. You can you can play this with Windows. <laughs> Never with <mind>. Windows. <laughs> uh, the only Windows be... I care about use Windex. It's available on Steam Early Access. Twenty eight bucks, twenty eight euros, and twenty three pounds. Um, and it's discounted. That's those are the discounted prices. You can go look that up. Play it. So you know it's a Diablo game. So that's uh go check that out see if you're interested or wait for the game to come out and play reviews or you can just wait and uh play the the latest diablo 3 patch at that time because um i'm sure you get hours of entertainment out of that as well and you don't have to buy any extra action rpgs that you don't already own so let's see atlas uh has told us that shimigami tensei 4 is coming to europe finally (laughs) i can't believe it's still not out there but it'll be 20 20 euros 18 pounds in uh, September 2014. Yeah, it's like half price of here. Well, they took long enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. That uh, was the point that I made on the forums. It's like, sorry, it took so long to have it for half price. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a feature up about 2014's upcoming RPGs. Um, Alex Fuller, who you've heard right here on this show, Michael Cunningham, and Adrian Nowden. Adrian used to be on the show a long time ago. Um, Every just- once in a while, we get Hank Hill on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Maxworm. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they each wrote up their five most anticipated RPGs for the rest of the year, so you can see what's um, actually interesting the rest of the year. Uh, it's not much this year. Um, there's some games. There's but... also some uh, some on the bottom unmentioned or honorable mentions. Yeah. Oh, right. Let's see. Um, undrafted honorable mentions. Yeah, because oh, cool. they did this sort of draft thing where everyone sort of out of the pool, everyone gets a pick and they go around. I think. Ah, all right. So yeah. Oh, I like uh, honorable mentions. Includes you know Pillars of Eternity. You know the probably one of those games that you could just buy it and be done for the rest of the year. But you know, let's just whatever. All right. It was their personal drafts. Yeah, you're right. You go. You can go argue with them on the forums. So, so what were the unmentioned? I forget. Pillars of Eternity. Disgaea Four for Vita. And Wasteland cool. 2. <laughs> Two of those games there. It, oh, you wrote the thing for for Wasteland. But 
Two of those games, they actually all three of those games. Well, no, Wasteland and Pillars are actually longer than Disgaea Four, I bet. So you just don't need other games if you have those two. So of course I'm going to have both of those and Divinity, and I will never play another game again. Just I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop buying games. That's the only answer, Anna. Okay. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I stopped buying games a long time ago. I've never been happier. <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, we got a new trailer up, you can go check that out, uh, there's no actual news about it, um, <laughs> it's still coming out in November, hasn't been pushed again yet, um, it's a Bioware game, so it could still happen, uh, Rhyme Berta is an indie game coming to, is it an indie, yeah, it's a Japanese indie game, it's coming on Playism, what's Playism? No idea. Okay, Playism is some sort of store for indie games, I guess especially Japanese ones. Uh, it's 15 bucks. It'll launch on uh, two days, August 4th. So you can go see some screenshots on our site and go to uh, Playism <gasps> and check it out. Speaking of Japanese games, it's yeah. not an RPG. But we haven't gotten to it yet. No, 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 no. Hatoful Boyfriend. Yeah, that's in the list. What? Yeah. We're talking about Hatoful Boyfriend? Of course we are. What? We always talk about Hatofu Boyfriend whenever we get a chance. And you blew it. You should have gone, eh? <laughs> Boyfriend. Um, what was the story for that one? So are you familiar with this game, Manny? Um, this is the one where you date pigeons. That's yes. correct. You are the only human in a school full of birds. Even better is they've announced a collector's edition. The, season, the summer of Dove. Comes with a free pack of lice. <laughs> Pittens are gross. Don't kiss them. It's coming out on August 21st uh, <laughs> for Linux, Mac, and Windows PC. And there you go. As the last human woman in the world, you have no choice but to enroll yourself in Pigeon High School and throw your search for true love literally to the birds. How, why are you the last? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to know. Everyone else died of bird flu. I, you know what? That's probably it. <laughs> that was terrible, Daddy. Anyways, sorry I got excited. <laughs> you did get excited. Features 1080p pigeons. That's one of the catch lines for that game. All right, so Dragon Age Inquisition we talked about. Um, let's see. Oh, Shadows Heretic Kingdoms has a release plan. <laughs> uh, I, we just talked about that. What the heck? Two stories in one week. All right, so uh, does anybody care? No. Oh, okay. This is, okay, so more about Shadows Heretic Kingdoms, the action RPG we mentioned just two stories ago, because Chris did a poor job of planning. Um, it is being developed by Slovakia-based company Games Farm. It's going to be released in two parts. Book one, Devourer of Souls. So that'll mean it'll be Shadows, colon, Heretic Kingdoms, book one, colon, Devourer of Souls. Oh my gosh, that's long. And then book two, Age of Demons, will be later. Uh, Devourer of Souls comes out in November 2014. Age of Demons is February 2015. And you can buy them together. If you buy the early access, um, you get both parts for a discounted price. The end, moving on, because we talked about that game enough. Go, um, Elman Age Gothic is uh, being published by Ghostlight in, well, I guess Europe, right? That's where Ghostlight works, right? And they need beta testers. So you can send an email to beta at ghostlight.uk.com containing your name, date of birth, and PC technical specifications. And wow, why don't they make a form? <laughs> and so you can uh, you can apply to be in the in the beta for Elman Age Gothic. That's an MMO, right? Nobody cares. Okay. 
Shimagami Tensei Lucifer's Call, which is the European name for Shimagami Tensei 3 Nocturne, is uh, going to be available soon on PSN as a PS2 classic in Europe. So if you've been waiting to download that to your PS3... Um, do you... Did they really call it Lucifer's Call? Yes. What a terrible name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh... Yeah, you didn't come up. Did you come up with it? Is that why you're apologizing? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you buy Wheeling, okay, I like this. This is for Anna. Um, mm-hmm. If you buy the Wii version of Skylanders Trap Team, mm-hmm. it comes with a Wii U download code. <laughs> so it's cr- it's it's cross buy essentially. <laughs> Those who buy the game on Wii won't have to buy a new set if they upgrade to Wii U. So I don't know why. I I don't know why that's. Why that? Why they're doing it that way? Um, only the software is different. The physical toys and portal they use are the same for both consoles. So there you go. Um, so I guess we know how we're buying Trap Team. No, <laughs> I don't want, want the Wii U version. PS4? I want the PS on the four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, let's see. Ooh, ooh! Did you see Manny? The first footage from the Warcraft movie is out. Isn't it just the logo? It's just the logo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least it's real. <laughs> yeah, so you can see what the logo is. It's not the normal Warcraft Warcraft logo, and I don't know if that's an okay thing or if it just doesn't matter. Hey. They're showing off like at Comic Con. They're showing off like a Thrall's hammer, and it looks different a bit. Uh, showing off some of the props, you know. So okay, um, it's not RPG related, but I guess some of the theaters yesterday, instead of playing Guardians of the Galaxy, played Rise of the Guardians. What? They played the wrong movie. What's Rise of the Guardians again? That was... um. Is that the Owl movie? Yeah. No. Guardians of the Hool? No. <laughs> Rise it? of the Guardians. I think that's the Owl movie. Am I wrong? No, you're no, not. No, Rise of the Guardians is an adventure of a group of... Yeah, Rise of the Guardians is the one with Jack Frost and uh, oh, the yeah, Easter that's Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that one. the one. Okay. <laughs> People were a might bit upset, apparently. Carry on with your RPG OMG, news. they started playing Rise of the Guardians instead of Guardians of the Galaxy. How in the galaxy did that happen? Everyone in the theater is crying. <laughs> 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 so apparently this happened in a lot of places. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me stop that. That's noisy. Uh, let's see. The Halo Destiny beta. The Halo Destiny. Why do I call it that? The Destiny beta. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a Freudian slip. Maybe one a bit too true, though. Uh, it went to the moon. Wait, why is that a story? Never mind. Because isn't the beta over for Destiny now? It is over. Now okay. you got to got to wait. wait until September. I didn't even to get, get to your to get your Borderlands MMO light RPGness. I don't think it's light. I think it's full blown MMO, man. All right, your heavy MMO RPG on. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, Shadowrun Returns is getting a director's cut of the uh, Berlin expansion. Um, uh, Dragonfall, right? Yeah, Dragonfall. So Dragonfall is going to go to Director's Cut. If you already bought it, you get the Director's Cut for free when it comes out. Um, we don't know when it's come. Oh, sometime September, right? So what's different? Uh, that's a good question. They've said they've integrated a ton of feedback from people since the uh, since Dragonfall came out, and that's they they didn't say anything else. It's, it's okay. really confusing. Save anywhere, blah blah blah. And when Dragonfall launched, we were incredibly happy. So why not make it better? Inspired by other passionate blah 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 blah. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think they actually say. So uh, hold on, let me log in. I'm a backer, so I get access to this full post at the source. Okay, here we go. So it's free. If you play Dragonfall Radio, it should be a great opportunity to visit the streets of Berlin. Enjoy the improved campaign all over again to try a new archetype. Yeah, all right, here we go. Um, we decided to make a bigger and better Dragonfall for you. Uh, we've been taking the campaign, making better new features, new missions, new art, and more. Um, it'll be released as a standalone title on Steam, GOG, and the Humble Store. Um, let's see, you get it for free if you already have it. Um, if you have, you know, this is going to be the definitive, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you haven't played, yeah. What they're saying when they say a new archetype means play it again as a different character type. Oh. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So there'll be more info in August. So, but it, that's cool. So I'm going to wait for that to play through Dragonfall because I still haven't played through Dragonfall. So, so is this the reason why the tablet version has been delayed? Uh, I have. Are they still going to do a tablet version? They already did of the of the base Shadowrun game. Oh, they They've, did. They, okay. Yeah, so you can already buy that on uh, Android and iOS. And they were supposed to do Dragonfall a while ago, but people have been have, well. I don't get a waiting. free copy of that, so I don't care. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bravely Default sold a lot of copies. Yeah. Well, that's a story this week, apparently. So um, they Dengaki reported that Bravely Default sold like at least a million copies worldwide, which cool. is a big deal. Good job, Bravely Default, and that must be why it's getting a sequel. And um, no, that's really it. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> eh, let's see. Yeah, that's it. Um, do, 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 do. Nintendo, however, lost $97 million, even though Mario Kart 8 did really well. Nobody cares? Okay, well, all right. Who, Mario Kart what? Nintendo lost uh, almost $100 million this quarter, last quarter. Capcom's even, down, did poorly too in Q1. Well, yeah, that's because they um, didn't announce anything at SDCC. Japan is super down right now, like... The they expect to sell twelve million three DSs worldwide in the next year, and they've had like one week spikes when a new release comes out. When they're expecting three to five week spikes, it's been bad. Well, apparently Square Enix is happy, or maybe yeah. they're also down, but they just turned it into the story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, there's a JRPG roguelike called Dragonfin Soup. Um, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's a it's really pretty. Uh, it's a JRPG roguelike. The art's cool, and that's all. I I don't know. Whatever. It, you'll be able to see it at uh, the Gamescom Indie Mega Booth, and yeah. Why is the Indie Mega Booth at everything except E3? What the heck? Instead of the stupid crap that gets booth at E3s, let's put the Indie Mega Booth in there. Come on. Are you gonna pay for their multi-million dollar booth space? Uh, yeah, well, it's like it's expensive. like it's free at Gamescom. Um, it's cheaper it's at Gamescom cheaper. than it than a lot of other places. Like E3? Yeah. And SDCC? Yeah. And plus, there's also the thing about uh, priority booths, or like, that's the reason why Konami still spent the money and had literally nothing in their booth, because they didn't want to... I know. ...give up their spot and have someone else swoop in and take it. Yeah. They keep changing spots. The problem that Konami's having is that they want a specific size. Yeah. I think... um, I think E3 has to say, 
I'm sorry, we don't need your little obstacle course here. We'd like to kick you out to make more room for games. They, I think E3, the, maybe you say that though, but did they get the money from Konami? No, not, the, not Konami. I'm talking about the army obstacle course that was on the other two booths oh, back from oh, Konami. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they're also paying though. I don't care. Yeah, but yeah, I know, you don't somebody care, else but is willing to pay. Cares. No, but somebody else is willing to pay. Right? That's the whole issue. It's not that there's a lack of people willing to pay. People don't want to, you know, drop their booth for a year because then they won't be able to get it back because other people are willing to pay and will take right. their slot, right? So, so you're oh. saying it should be I'm saying maybe it would be better yeah. if it was like a bidding free for all? No, no. I'm saying that the IGDA should, you know, be a bit arbitrary and say we don't need you here. Take a hike, let's get something more interesting here. Eh. I, it's not the art, you know. It's not a democracy. It's a show they run. Make the show interesting. And I think the indie mega booth would have been infinitely more interesting than the army course. But what do I know? Um, I I I think they're trying to do that with the IndieCade area. Yeah, IndieCade sucks. Sorry, I'll move on. I'll drop this. Dragonfin Soup is a Kickstarter game. Um, it tells the story of Robin Hood, a boisterous and alcoholic take. What? Oh, it, it's not Robin Hood. It's Red Robin, who is a boisterous and alcoholic version of Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Red Riding Hood. Thank you, Anna. Oh, my God. I can see you laughing at me, and I'm like, why is she laughing at me? Oh, okay. Um, oh, Michael. Ready, go. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, whatever. Uh, it, it's a it's a roguelike. I better move to the next story because I can't handle this one. Neverwinter, the MMO Neverwinter. Everyone remember that? No. Okay, it's coming to Xbox One next year. Yeah, Perfect World runs it now. It was developed by, uh, you know, Cryptic and. Okay, Twitch is streaming music now. Cool. <laughs> Why is it okay for Twitch to start streaming music, but people can't stream talk shows necessarily? Or what was it? Willie Deal's gotten trouble for streaming live pool, which is a game, but because it wasn't a video game. Haven't you learned everything is arbitrary? Yeah. You're right. I I guess I should not be uh, upset about that and then say that they should kick out the army obstacle course that nobody cared about or used. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. I bet you the guys who run the IDGA, all they see is a paying customer. And why are they going to kick out a loyal paying customer? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they're they're thinking about, you know, we're not supporting young (laughs) indie developers the way we should be. I think they should be making their show as interesting and attractive to customers as possible by making it full of interesting things. So Yeah, but we're not the customers. I mean, the press, no, the media. I know, I know. But I think that ultimately, if their show becomes super uninteresting because they just, you know, oh, they're a paying customer, even though they don't have anything to show this year. If that makes the show quality lag enough, people are going to stop coming to the show and people are going to stop wanting to have booths at the show because nobody cares about the show anymore. I hear what you're saying, but I, I feel like that they're gonna make that realization. But by the time it's too late, yeah, it was probably two years ago. All right, EA, <laughs> EA Access. Did you hear about this, Manny? Um, yes. So get this: Why go through PlayStation Plus and give them a cut when you can do your own subscription service uh-huh. and sell your own games for thirty bucks a year? Well, I mean, 
because you don't sell games through PlayStation Plus. But all right. No, so, no, no. I mean, I, I guess I got to. I'm, I'm getting to the. You're the getting conversation way that happens far after ahead. we yeah. explain this. So, <laughs> so EA has a uh, uh, five bucks a month or thirty bucks a year. You get access to a bunch of EA games um, like FIFA 14, Madden NFL 25, Peggle 2, and Battlefield 4. Um, this is only on uh, Xbox One right now. And then you also get uh, some other things, right? Uh, you get discounts on future releases, and you get oh yeah, ten percent early discount. access up to five days. Yeah, and early access and to trials of the new games before they come out, and uh, and then you get an access to a back catalog as well. And that back, it's like so the current back catalog is the games you mentioned. They're going to be adding more games over time. And those games, once they're added to the back catalog, they won't be removed. So it's like a rotating list of games. It's sort of just you pay this money, you get access to these games. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. I don't see why you'd remove games. Um, okay, so that's cool. But you can only do it on Xbox One because Sony said this doesn't seem that good, so we don't care about it. <laughs> Their comment was very... Uh, it was it was interesting. We evaluated the EA Access subscription offering and decided that it does not bring the kind of value PlayStation customers have come to expect. PlayStation Plus memberships are up more than 200% since the launch of PlayStation 4, which shows that gamers are looking for memberships that offer a multitude of services across various devices for one low price. We don't think asking our fans to pay an additional $5 a month for this EA-specific program represents good value to the PlayStation gamer. It's, it's a bit of... Take a, always take what a corporation says, you know, with a grain of salt. They're going to say what's in the best interest of their bottom line and their bottom dollar and the vision they have for their for their platform. And you know, EA is going to do what they got to do. They said, why should we put our games on PlayStation Plus and hope that we get an uptick in sales for DLC when we can do our own thing because we have enough of a back catalog and have big plans for the future? And Microsoft is, you know, it, that's always interesting what the underdog tries to pull because. They're hungrier, <laughs> and so they're going to take some wild swings. So here you see Microsoft going, hey, EA, you want to try this thing out? We're going to give you full reign, free reign to do it. Go for it. I don't and know. He's like, great. I, you're right, but at the same time, I think Sony looked at it and said, this is kind of dumb, and we don't want to subject our users to it. And they don't want to say it as as rudely as that because maybe I mean, look that's, at what that's this if you program buy into is. Sony, that's you, if you, buy you have into to the subscribe Sony to get a discount off games, which. Subscribe to so get way. 10% Just... off is a dumb thing to begin with. And then what do you get for your subscription in the meantime? Access to some really old games that you're not playing anymore, one of which we still can't patch to make work right. Like I said, if you buy into the Sony ecosystem a lot and you're just not a fan of what EA's been doing lately, fine. I get yeah. you. But I there, there are fans out there who love FIFA. Yeah. They're, like For a lot of people, the idea of paying 30 bucks. To get but a discount it, on FIFA every year and play it early. Wait, thirty bucks so you can play FIFA. You get a you pay thirty bucks so you get a six dollar discount off FIFA and get to play it five days early. I hope you there's more that, to your subscription than that. You know, every EA game going forward, and they're gonna add more games to that catalog. Are you playing them all? You know, you see that though, but then and, you, and you, and you com- have to buy you them listen, digitally, right? You hear about this thing about Comic Con where people, I mean, people. Fans of franchises do crazy things. All right. hmm. And I'm guarantee you there's going to be people who, you know, $30, 
a year is easy to forget as a cost. I'm not saying that I would necessarily buy into this, I but say, I see why EA says, no, why, why hope that we're going to get an uptick in DLC if we sell this on – if we put this on Games of Gold or PSN Plus? We can do our own thing and we think that over time we'll provide enough of a value that people yeah. will want to give us I, this money. And I completely understand Sony looking at it and being like, well, this isn't much value and it kind of pollutes the waters because now we have two subscription programs on our service and now we have two different ways for people to have old games and it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and we're about to launch PlayStation now. You know what? Let's not do this. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying they're right, but... Uh, I'm saying certainly is all of these companies position. are trying to do what's in the best interest for them and their visions for the future. And I don't think any of them are doing anything particularly bad yeah. or evil yeah. or... or they all just have different ideas of what they should go going forward, and you know what? The market will decide. So you you're gonna get a, you don't have a wait you don't have a TV, so you don't have an Xbox One. Um, um hmm. I'm probably gonna get an Xbox One. You are okay. Yes. Are you gonna? Oh, subs- I said this before. The one thing that E3 convinced me of is that I'm gonna be going Xbox One primarily next gen this generation. <gasps> Why is that? I didn't enjoy my time with the PlayStation platform. I didn't enjoy the controller very much. I don't enjoy the layout very much. Um. I just I just like the controller better, and I'm I, I'm already paying for gold because I do a lot of gaming on 360, most per gaming, and I get the benefits of that service. In addition, you know what I mean. I'm already paying for a service, and I would keep paying for that service anyway. Yeah. And I enjoy the controller better, and I just like the interface, and my friends are there. Okay. There's like a lot of little things that just sort of pushed me over and go like, oh, I should probably get the Xbox One first. Oh, and the biggest thing is that uh, I just really don't care about Sony exclusives. And I care a lot more about the Microsoft exclusives. Like what? Like uh, like the the Halo games that are coming. Oh okay. Oh oh yeah yeah Halo and Forza. I ca- okay. I like I like Halo more than I like Killzone. I like yep. Forza more than I like Gran Turismo. Yeah. Like but- I said, there's not a lot. For me personally, there's not that much different between the two systems. <laughs> there really isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so even if I have like a one percent nudge in the other direction, it's like well. Whatever, I'm, I'm going to have uh, pretty much Go the same experience. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not, I'm not so, are you pers- going to sign up for EA Access? Not today, but I can see a future where if they're you providing really a great- want ten percent discounts. No, no, no. If the back catalog of games oh, is like substantial, Peggle they're- two. No, but like I can see a, a, a future where what's it called again? EA Now. EA Access. EA Access, where EA Access becomes this cross-platform service where I'm paying 30 bucks and I get EA Access on my, on my computer as well as my Xbox One. And I have access to back catalog games and discounts and sales and betas and all of these things. And I think to myself, is that worth the price of admission? You'll have to I, install maybe. Origin. Maybe. Okay. Right now, no. Those four games and the discounts on the games that are Not coming, I don't close. care. All right. But you know what? I bet you anything that Ubisoft saw this and they ra- and they're like, oh, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> Let me tell you what's interesting. Two days from now, Monday, August fourth, eleven p.m. Eastern Time, we get a Nintendo Direct about Hyrule Warriors. Are you excited? Yay! Oh, Anna's excited. Okay, so we have to watch that at ten at night. Just so you know, Anna. On okay. Monday. All right. So mark your calendars. Nintendo Direct, 
10 p.m. Hyrule Warriors. Be there. Be square. All right. Let's see. We can play Final Fantasy 14 for free now. They've got a trial. So if you've been waiting to try out the new uh, Final Fantasy and 14. And the Refer a Friend program. Oh. What happens with the Refer a Friend? Do you get something? Yeah, you get a bunch of stuff as <gasps> they level up and play. And can stuff. I refer you? No. Oh. I need someone to refer. Don't oh. look at me. Yeah. <laughs> so Final Fantasy 14, you can go to the official website. Uh, what is it? ffxiv-freetrial.com. So you can go check out the trial right now. So go check that out. And, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is this? Somebody made some sort of a statue of one of the cats in Monster Hunter wielding a weapon. And it's limited edition. It's made by SGC. It's the sort of stuff you only get in Japan. And it costs $29,000. Because it's made out of solid gold. Yeah, it's solid gold and it's collectible. I don't even think it's the gold that's driving that price as much as the fact that it's... Oh, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me. Uh, so uh, I know this is old news for the East Coast and a lot of other places, but Los Angeles is finally getting some Uniqlo stores. Do you know about Uniqlo? No. Um, they're this sort of this sort of mid-range popular clothing brand in Japan. Um, they're pretty affordable things, but there's high high fashion stylish and they always do deals with like these big companies like konami or uh, capcom to release special lines of clothing so like they did a peace walker line they did some metal gear uh 25th anniversary shirts they uh, they just recently last year did a bunch of monster hunter 10th anniversary shirts so there's a local one coming by and i'm, I'm looking forward to because i they had a few like i'm not the biggest monster hunter fan but they had a few shirts that i'm like oh i would totally wear that monster hunter shirt that one looks nice or I liked some of their Peace Walker shirts, so it's nice to see one in my area now that I can go check out when they have these big sales. Hmm. And they're, it's really cheap stuff. They have some nice dresses, nice fit. You can design your own shirts. I don't know if you guys have one in your area in the Midwest. I've never even heard of it. So no, you know I who I hear about it a lot from is, uh, remember Milky from 1UP? Yeah. He loves that store, and he's always talking about how oh, they got the ex- these exclusive prints from this, like, oh, they have the few exclusive uh, Street Fighter prints or exclusive Mega Man stuff. So they do a lot of uh, deals with, with Japanese companies to make these stylish shirts that look really nice. And they're usually like really cheap. You'd think like, oh, uh, an exclusive Kojima shirt, $50. Like, no, like 15 bucks. Okay. So I, I don't know if anyone in the audience has ever bought a Uniqlo shirt. How do I spell it? U, uh, U-N-I-Q-L-O. Do they have an online presence? You could just buy. Yeah, they do. They have a pretty decent uh, American store now. Oh, it looks. Oh, that is Japanese clothing, isn't it? No. What is it? I don't understand this place. What do you mean? I I don't under designer clothing always looks weird to me because like I went to their site and now they're just showing off these down vests that everyone's wearing, which makes no sense to me because it's the middle of summer. So, <laughs> I no, I, I think it's because that's one of their signature things. They call it like heat tech. It's supposed to like keep you warm, even if it's a small layered shirt. Ultra and, light like, down. Whisk, whisk, okay, from Tokyo to L.A., Boston, Philadelphia. Okay, I just reminded me because when you said Monster Hunter, I'm like, oh, there's one. It was like big news. There's one finally coming to Southern California. And I'm like, oh, I should check out their next line of video game shirts. Oh, this looks Monster like shirt. stuff I'd get beat up if I wore. I don't know if I can wear this stuff. Man, who knew Madison was such a rough place? 
Oh, okay, okay. And there's some nice polos for adults. Yeah, they're not that expensive. All right, so let me let me check them. Let's see what do they have for pants? Because apparently I'm way out of fashion. I wear I wear I wear denim shorts. And okay, I was about to say I thought you were wearing like chinos or like. No, pants. I wear denim shorts, and apparently you're not supposed to anymore. You're supposed to wear chinos or car- cargo pants. Would be preferred, apparently. So it's a car way to jean shorts. Yeah, jorts. Jean shorts are yeah. That's not okay. First of all, jorts would mean jean legging shorts, wouldn't it? I don't even know anymore. All I know <laughs> is this: don't wear jean, don't wear jeggings, yeah, which, jeggings. which are leggings are, yeah, that look I like know. jeans. I know. Yeah, <laughs> those <laughs> went out of style fast. Thankfully, did you ever get those, Anna? Huh? <laughs> jeggings. No. <laughs> That was a very strenuous protest. I think, she I think she doth protest too much. No, I've never had jeggings. They're ridiculous. So I'm looking at these Uniqlo jeans. I don't think they make my size or cut. Mm. It's, yeah, for, it's I mean, for fashionable people. I can't wear this. Actually, in the, in the because uh, I felt like a local LA blogger site that just sort of keeps track of uh, like stuff. And one of the comments was, Oh no! I can't believe they're coming to LA. Now it's not going to be cool to wear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? All the regular people are going to have it, man." That's terrible. It's <laughs> like you're the worst person. I hate you. <laughs> they have underwear. They have Mickey Mouse underwear. That might fit me. There you go. <laughs> That's all I can get. Nerd fashion tips. Uniqlo. There you go, guys. Uniqlo. Next I'm week, I'll tell you about stuff. another hot Japanese brand, Lupicia. I'm going to go buy... I've, I've learned to buy local, so I'm going to buy um, the latest Madisonian fashion trends, which is to say... <laughs> Madison, wait, Madison Apparel? <laughs> yeah, which is to say whatever national chains are popular in the area. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, though. Like, in LA, you actually can do that, because there's like a... There's an American Apparel warehouse store where all of the clothes in that store are literally made in Los Angeles. Oh wow! Locally, local sweatshops. No, they that's, they pride themselves like we're not sweatshops. We play a fair living wage. Okay. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's in the U.S., it at least has to be minimum wage, which is way better than the sweatshops. So. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right. That's why I only buy Tesla cars. Northern <laughs> <laughs> California. I buy local. I go to my local artists, but is it local? But is it local? <laughs> Speaking of Monster Hunter Four, could uh, you imagine if we get to the point? Oh, yes, that reminds me that this, have you been seeing some indie games now? They have like a, a like local area brands. Like this is a an Oakland joint. <laughs> so pretty soon it's going to be to the point where we go to E three. But is it local? Is it local? I don't, I don't local think it matters game. for video games. I, that's like only buy local books does that make sense no was it written by a local author but is it local <laughs> you, you you're supposed to you're supposed to shop at the local bookstore though i personally i say we are past buying local books it's it's time to go ebook everybody deal with it but yeah it's funny people keep talking about how amazon launched their uh their kindle subscription service yeah they, and i keep on saying nothing like, people, on it People keep way. on calling it the Netflix of books. I'm like, that's that already exists. It's called the library. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yes, the Netflix of books is the library. And you know, if you go to the actual library, um, unlike Netflix and, and this Amazon service, you get the actual current stuff too. Yeah. 
the stuff that people want to read. Then that 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 Amazon thing, we looked at it. A- Anna likes to read, and was like, "There's none of her authors around there. Nothing. It, it looked very uninteresting." All right, the last tip I'll give you guys really quickly before okay. we move on is that um, okay. Kindle. You guys are Amazon Prime members, right? Yes. Did you know that they have this thing, this service called Kindle Firsts, where every month you get to select uh, one of four books, and these are pre-release books. They're not available anywhere else, and you get it for free. No. It's called Kindle First. So you, using your Prime account, you can be like, oh, here's four books that will get launched in a month. What? Because we like you, you get to read one of them for free. I and had no idea. Sign yeah, up the they've been doing it for like the last like two or three months. And like the new books are up now. And so, uh, I picked the one called like the Long Beach Murder Mystery or something. Well, apparently they turned over again because that's not what I get to see. Um, let's see. Here's what I've got. Um, we got a fantasy book called The Paper Magician from the Paper yeah, Magician the series. Portrait of a Girl is historical fiction. Mystery is A Cold and Broken Hallelujah, The Long Beach Homicide. Oh, that's okay. the one. There you go. Yeah. You've said that's the one to two books now. Um, and the Romantic Suspense, Crazy for Her. All right, Anna, I which mean, one, which book do you want? <laughs> yeah, one of them is free. You get them. Might as well get it. I know. Um... I'll have to just send her the link. You need to read it. There's like a, they have like an editor's choice on why they pick them. We picked this book this week because of blah, blah, blah. So uh, last time I picked some, some – it was like 24 of the book or something. It was like some suspense novel. He fell in love with an Iraqi princess. It was some weird stuff. But <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> God, I don't know. It was really weird. But I was like special forces – wait, special forces operative Jan, Jan Hook – had enough he's a paratrooper and the best one there is and together with his team he's gonna solve a mystery that spans the world and stop a global terrorism plot jan hook is the paratrooper the paratrooper okay i don't know all right good stuff there you go everybody i'm giving you tips and tricks kindle first if you're an amazon prime member go get that In Monster Hunter 4, if you pick that up, uh, they have confirmed that the Western versions will have the Legend of Zelda equipment for uh, your hero. Cool. So, and they've got a trailer up and stuff. You know, I wish they would leave in all of that, all of the unique promotions they have mm-hmm. in there. I, Be- I, me too. It, it sucks that they take it out because the people who would buy that, they care about Japanese stuff. Did we cover the Fate Stay series, the visual novel? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, well, then we don't cover this story. Fate no. Stay Night's getting a movie or something, whatever. I know um, we do Sword Arts Online, and so I guess you could talk about any anime or movie stuff happening if you want to. Okay, Monster Hunter 4, more of that. I really should group these together. Stupid Delicious doesn't let me do that well. Um, Monster Hunter 4 is getting new stuff for bow, bow gun users, apparently. So cool. they cool. are promising something cool for Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Apparently. I worry though. If I like the iOS version of Monster Hunter too much, I might start like looking into like the new games. That'll be great. I'll have someone to play it with that I talk to. I know there's other no, people out there. No, no, run. We gotta get that Jaggy. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. They got an update. There's an update um with uh Bravely Second that uh they have an official website, it shares info on Agnes, what's up with her, and about a new city that's in the game. And um, stuff like that. So you can go check that out by uh, searching for it. Because I'm not going to give Bravely Default spoilers out, out here. 
But um, it also looks like Adia's here, so that's good. Oh, wait, no, this is the new character, Magnolia. My apologies. She's sporting all her, her four job class appearances. Magnolia looks like a altered... Oh, that's weird. Okay, well, whatever. So, Bravely Second Details. So, you can, they're out there. If you want to go search them down, learn about the new city and what happened to Anya's. Um, let's see. There is a prequel trilogy from Screen from Square Enix. What does that mean? Wait, you coming out? You don't know what it prequel means. Trilogy? Okay, let me... Square Enix Japan has registered a trademark for prequel trilogy for use with video games in Japan. So the question is, what series are they going to make a prequel no, trilogy No, it's for? just, th- this is the new series called Prequel Trilogy. The oh, Prequel Trilogy series. It's it's going to be like all of them. It's Final Fantasy Prequel Trilogy. Yeah, did you guys talk about that? The Final Fantasy Remix game? Yeah, yes, a few weeks we did. ago. Yeah. yeah. We don't know what it's going to be the Prequel Trilogy to. Yeah, they're do. doing weird stuff now, so who knows what it could be. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Atlas also reg- oh, registered a trademark, Azraga Adventure Chronicle. What if it was literally a, tr- a, a trilogy of games that are all prequels to different games? They're that like, would be they're, interesting. They're just all three different prequels. Yeah. Here's a Chrono Trigger. Tri- Wait, no, I don't want more. Um, don't mess that universe up anymore. Uh, what, what do we want prequels to in Square Enix? You know, I think that's a good how about, question. How about three more Final Fantasy 13 games? I would like to. What <laughs> RPG game would you like a prequel to, and why? Like, is there a story that you wish you? Is that knew our the question of the week? To? What is that's a good? I, I think yeah. our question of the week. What should the prequel trilogy be for? No, no, because that, then you're just thinking Square Enix. I want to well, know what just, RPG. All right, fine. What RPG do you want a prequel to, and why? Like, yeah. do you want to know what happened before the events of this particular game? Tell all us right. why. Like, why Tell does why. this game deserve a prequel? And then answer Chris's question as a like a B. As a B. B. <laughs> what is this prequel trilogy? Uh, let's see. Atlas announced that they are making a new title and uh, in the next three years' time. And a new IP is in the works. So Atlas making new things, so that's good. Uh, Digital Devil Saga spinoff novels are coming to the U.S. I'm excited about a this. A series of books. Uh, the first one's Quantum Dead Saga, Avatar Tuner. It'll be published hardcover for 25 bucks and trade paperback 15 bucks. Um, starting yesterday, two days ago, actually. Oh, it's also only ten bucks on the Kindle. That's the one Anna should get. Yep. So go buy Wait, that. Say that again. What's ten dollars on Kindle? Quantum Devil Saga Avatar Tuner, which is a series of books based on Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga. And they got official release. Yes. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna. You guys got a link for this? I want to check it out. Um, it's in the delicious. All right. Cool. Quantum. So anyone's looking for this Quantum Devil Saga, and this is what inspired Mega no, Megami Tensei. It's, Soul? it's it, a sequel. This is based on that universe, I think. Okay. Are they any good? Do we know? I mean, it's cool that they're it coming out. It just came out, man. I don't know. Just came out, or was it just translated? Maybe if you kept up with your Kindles first, you might have uh, been able to read it already. Ah, mm. uh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was reading about paper magicians. Uh, okay, so. It's um, it's part of Kindle Unlimited, <laughs> so if you do the subscription, <laughs> okay, so it's not a very good book. Then. <laughs> it must be terrible. That's all. Anna, you maybe we should just do the subscription because then you know that's the same price of the subscription. Mm. The problem is, is it. when you unsub, do you get to keep the books? Who cares? Huh, You'll be done by then. Mm. 
<laughs> Why do you care? I like that. Anna wants to keep her book collection, the book she'll never read again. No, no, no. This one, we need to, I need to keep. I need to see the file here when I look through my own games. That's funny. It's the first book I've seen that we care about on the subscription service. We All found right, say, it right now. Say one last time for me. Quantum. For, for Quantum Devil Saga Avatar Tuner. Got it. Thank you. Oh, speaking of books, um, I, I I don't know if you guys mentioned this a little while ago, but the final issue of the Witcher uh, comic series, the what was it called, Heart of Glass or Glass? Heart? Ah, I, I lost the subtitle, but the the Where do DC. You get those? Oh, hmm? it's DC. Darn it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Dark Horse. Wait, did you say DC or Dark Horse? Oh, excuse me. Jeez. I'm, I, I recently subscribed to Marvel Unlimited. I'm getting all my comics confused. I did, too, because <laughs> it was 99 cents. Yeah, so are you enjoying that service? I, I, I read through a couple... Old, I'm trying to figure out what to do with it is my problem. So I read a bunch I, of comics in the in the mid to late 2000s, and I'm like, well, should I st- start going back and f- catching up, or should I just look for interesting series? I'm not sure what to do with it. I think I'm going to finish off the World War Hulk uh, oh, okay. series and all of the side spinoffs because uh i'm not the biggest marvel fan in general but i really enjoyed planet hulk and the movie that came afterwards and i'm thinking like let's see the continuation of that and see if it if it holds up so i think i'm gonna that's the first thing i'm gonna dive into is and but you know i, I think i have the perfect place for you to start is you guys are excited about uh, guardians of the galaxy have you ever read any of the books before no but i i, I did i did pick those up anna's gonna read deadpool Oh, all right. That'll be interesting. I think Deadpool is its not for everybody. <laughs> you know? Well, it's okay because I found three different number one issues. One from 1997, one from 2008, one from 2012. So hopefully she'll like one of the takes on him. <laughs> or hate them all. Or hate them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I think the – so, yeah, the last issue of volume – issue five of the Witcher comic from Dark Horse – is finally come out so you can finish off that trilogy and it's going to be released as a paperback volume in October if yeah, you just want to get that. it collected. Yeah. yeah. But that the last single issue just came out. I found a I book know, seem to like on it. Kindle for The Witcher, The Last Wish, introducing Yeah, the, they've been the doing Witcher. a good job releasing all of those games. Okay. Those books you mean? Yes. Oh, I'm, 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 <laughs> Sometimes when I'm doing something and talking at the same time, I'll say the thing that I'm doing. So, so I'm searching for the book. Okay. At the same time. Wow, there are uh, a bunch of those Witcher books. Yeah, they've been doing a good job translating them. A few of them I thought would never come over here are steadily making their way over. But very quietly, though. There's not a lot of fanfare. Hmm. So it would seem... Breath of Fire 6 is out in Japan as a smartphone, tablet, and browser game. I want to play it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so funny. This book was actually recommended to me. Oh, uh, it's not oh, out oh, yet. No. I'm sorry. It's out next spring. Right. Manny, what are, what are you still stuck on? No, the, I, I saw the cover for the Avatar Tuner game, okay. book. And I was like, this was recommended to me a month ago, but I ignored it because the cover looked terrible. So I just thought it was... I didn't know it was like something legitimately I'd be interested in. <laughs> oh, go fig. There you go. Go subscribe to Kindle for a month and no, read no it. Thanks. No thanks. Or buy the book. Can Same I get price. this at local library? Oh, library. Uh, maybe. Did I say library? It just came out, so they'd have to. Oh, 
you, you've got a better library system. You go search. Oh yeah, we've got absurd amounts. Yeah, <laughs> there's like eighty different regional branches. Like literally eighty different regional branches. Okay, okay. In Los Angeles, it's great. Yeah, wonderful. It's a wonderful system. Support right. your local library. So, <laughs> Breath of Fire Six comes out next spring. Excuse me for iOS, Android, and browsers. Um, more info for Bravely Second is that there's new writers doing the story, which okay. I don't know if that's good or bad because we don't know how good they are at writing. But uh, they, wow, that's weird. Director, oh man, they got all these info on who's working on the scenario. Also, the director and a lead scenario planner who wrote the light novel series will be working on the scenario as well. So there's lots of people involved in the series. There's light novels for Bravely Default. We don't get those here. What the heck? You know what we do get weirdly enough is we get like the novelizations of like Borderlands, yeah, and like Darksiders. Well, who's gonna what? I mean. What other audience would those be made for? I mean, would I'm you release those? I, what in I'm Japan saying is, first? like, why is there an audience? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> those to begin with. Period. Okay, yeah, well, because they're popular, and sadly, there is an audience. <laughs> All right, so Persona Four Arena Ultimax has some news. Um, there's a second piece of DLC that's uh, coming out the first week of the game that alongside Adachi as a downloadable character, and it is Marie from Persona 4 Golden. And she joins Adachi as a free download for the first week. So uh, after that, she and Adachi will both be paid DLC. So, Anna, are you going to play as Marie? Mm, no. No. Okay. Well, what? but she liked her in um, Persona 4 Golden, right? Persona! Wait. That's Teddy. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Final Fantasy fourteen is getting an Eorzea Cafe in Japan. Limited time. Yeah. Like, you can get a little Moogle Honey Toast. Man, they've got pictures here. They're kind of cool. Except for the Titan Earth and Fury Burger, which is not so cool looking. But um, they have a... Uh, they have, at the developer blog, you can see all sorts of pictures from the cafe. Um, they've got the Marble Green Pasta in Bad Breath Sauce. Get the Lord of World Leviathan Tidal Wave Noodles. Yep. Um, all sorts of interesting attempts at making Final Fantasy XIV food part of your... Uh, something you can actually eat. Oh, and you can play the game there. So Japan's weird. Yeah, it is. You can get away with some cool things like the Gundam Cafe. Yeah. It sounds like actually has like legitimately decent food. Ah, <laughs> uh, And in addition, Dragon Fest... Dragon Fest. Dragon Quest Four. For smartphones is coming out in the West. Yes, this is uh, this is based on the 3D, the DS version, right? Yeah. That was the remake. It's a port of is... the DS version. And it looks like it will also be portrait mode. <laughs> yes, portrait mode only. It has a quick um, save feature and five combat speed options. So that's what they're adding to the DS version. Um, make it faster and let you save anywhere. It should be universal. I think Square Enix learned their lesson of charging I... like $20 for two separate... Of an they, they haven't been doing that for a while. Yeah. So. so, but as a result, though, they do charge like twenty dollars up front. Oh, they were charging fifteen ninety nine before. So, yeah, I'd rather pay hey, twenty than fifteen. That's what we've always twice. said. If you go back and listen, it's like I would rather they just charge an extra four dollars and give us one thing and then make us pay twice. But then I realize I don't want to pay twenty bucks for that when I could get it on DS, where it's going to be a better platform anyway. Because there's buttons. 
hey, there's some great touchscreen games, but they need to be designed as touchscreen games first. Like, uh, I don't know if you're into strategy games. Are you into war gaming at all? Strategy tabletop games? Um, I play them sometimes with my gaming group. I, w- I want to give this game a pimp because it deserves it. It's uh, from Shenandoah Studio. It's called Desert Fox. No, yeah, Desert Fox, The Battle of El Alamein. And these guys are doing like the best strategy games on iOS right now. Great UI design. They have a lot of history and historical detail. Good sound effects, good multiplayer, and these games are really heavily playtested. Lots of modes and scenarios. I mean, these guys are really putting an effort to make unique board games slash strategy games for this platform. Oh, cool. They'll and they have a bunch of other ones like uh, Battle of the Bulge and uh, Drive on Moscow, but their best one so far is uh, the Battle of El Alabane. Are you playing Desert it right Fox. now, Manny? While we're talking, no, I'm looking up Kindle books because of your talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, okay. There was recently a sale, unfortunately. I tried to tweet it out. I don't know if anyone got into it, but it was like they were, they had their back catalog for like $3. But they, you know, they charge 10 bucks, but if you see that they spend like a year and a half play testing, they get like really like classic veteran game designers who who you've heard of before. It made a lot of like. These are not ports. These are developed. No, these are original. They, they get like guys who like they're making a Gettysburg game, but they got the, like uh, one of the guys who made one of the best like Gettysburg board games back in the 80s to do it. Hmm. So it's like a new take on it. They, they do really good stuff. And it, I mean, if you want like smart UI design, smart integrated multiplayer, actual a lot of historical facts too. If you actually want to learn about the Battle of LL Main and Erwin Rommel and Montgomery, Bernard Montgomery and its role in the larger war, there's a lot of historical detail and facts there. So which it's, it's great. I mean, from? I love. Hmm? Which war is this from? World War Two, the African okay. campaign. Okay. So, I'm really looking forward to their Gettysburg game. I really am. I I, I love games that you can. It's not only fun to play, but you actually come away and actually you learn something. You know something you didn't know before, and you know it in such intimate detail. Like, oh, clearly, if they would have gone to El Razia Ridge, they would have. You know, it's like you didn't even know there was a ridge there to begin with, and now you're talking about its strategic value in this larger war. And I, that's that's fun. I love when a game can actually really teach you something. So there's my aside. Oh, I like that. I have to keep an eye on that game um, for when it goes on sale again. App Shopper, yes, <laughs> App Shopper that. I will App Shopper that. Uh, all right. So one other thing I want to uh, to kind of add a new section. Um, let's kind of go over what's what's new or what's coming out in the next week. Uh, nothing, right? I'm oh crazy. no, 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 no. Let's 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 step through this all a right. bit. Calm down. Calm down. All right. So, PlayStation 3. We have Akiba's Trip, Undead and Undressed, is coming out next the, week. The panty tissue game. Um, <laughs> yes. This is the one with the synthetic vampires. The looks, I, I, which I think the game and the story is dumb on, personally, but whatever. We'll find out from a reviewer. Yeah. It's funny. I only know this game as the, as the they're handing out free tissues during E3. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, accurate. Uh, let's see. Wanted. Oh, log in. Sorry, I was app shopping. Apologies. Um, <laughs> He's adding Desert Fox. I am adding Desert Fox. Drive on Moscow. Cool. Uh, yes. Wanted. Okay. Drive on Moscow is worth it, too. Add what? Oh, Drive on Moscow. The one before this one is pretty cool. Drive on Moscow. And you can learn about the, 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 the failed attempt of the, of the Nazis to invade Russia in okay. the Battle of Stalingrad. 
Done. All right. So let's see. Uh, continue on the PlayStation 3. Sacred 3 comes out. Um, that actually comes out for multiple platforms, the 360 as well. And I think it's also on um, PC. That's uh, going to be 50 bucks. The Swapper, though we don't ever... We haven't talked about the Swapper before. That's not an RPG. Um, Ultra Street Fighter 4 is finally out next week. Yeah? Yeah? Gonna, gonna go for that, Manny? Ultra Street... No, um... I have the arcade edition. Yeah? The, 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 the one right before this one. Right. And I think that's enough for me. Okay. Because they've gotten really technical. Yeah. Kind of like the, the changes now, like, what are they, like, dark... Dark blocks or ultras or it's it's weird yeah <laughs> that game it's so funny too because when that when street fighter first came out street fighter 4 first came out they're like wow they made it so accessible but there's so much depth there they're gonna bring in a whole new art and then with each iteration <laughs> it just got d- more dense deeper and just crazier mm. all right um playstation 4 gets road not taken which will be free for ps plus subscribers um and uh, let's see the swapper of course uh, we'll come to that as well uh wii u gets frederick resurrection of music iq test mega man battle network this is the one you were looking forward to right anna yes are you gonna pick it you care no you don't have a wii u manny all right and x type plus i don't know what that is um, but hey, at least there's a game on Wii U that people have heard about before next week. That's Yay. good. Xbox 360 gets Sacred 3, of course, and uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4. They don't even get any... Wow, they don't get anything interesting or unique. Hmm. All right. So uh, since we're doing this, I, I do want to give people a heads up because uh, it is the beginning of August. Here are your games of gold for the next month. If mm. You guys want to hear this? Yep. All right, so I know you have gold, Chris, so even if you don't plan on playing these anytime soon... I always get just, my games with gold if I can. Great. Yeah. So right now you can get two games for Xbox One, which uh, Strike, Zero, Strike Suit Zero Director's Cut. Pretty. I mean, for people complain that it's maybe not a little bit repetitive, but it still looks nice, and it's worth the price of free. <laughs> and also Crimson Dragon, which I think you can play without a Kinect controller, but... It was that's like the big connect game for the most part. Wait, seriously, Crimson Dragons free? Yeah. Cool. So there, um, you, those are the two for Xbox One: Strike Suit Zero, Crimson Dragon. Go I have Strike Suit Zero on uh, my PC, actually. Oh, but this is the director's cut has been changed up a bit. Do you have the? Yeah, I do. Director's cut. All right, cool. Well, uh, okay. No, you're right. There are some changes that didn't get. I don't know. I have whatever they have released. Okay. I'm sorry. Hey, just add it to your list anyway. <laughs> I am doing it right now. Okay, so for Xbox 360, Xbox 360 is different in that the games that you get on this one, you get to keep regardless of whether you keep your gold subscription or not. And as a result, they sort of split it down the, in like in half for the month. So until the 16th of August, you can download Motocross Madness. You remember okay. this one? This is the Avatar game where you can race with your friends. Ooh, I thought that was um, Drivatars. I think this one's a little bit before that. Oh, okay. And on the 16th, they're going to switch over and you'll be able to get Dishonored for free. Which is a really good game if you haven't played Dishonored yet. Pick that up for free. Isn't that the one you got bored of, Chris? Dishonored? No, I um, on the console, yeah, because the darn thing doesn't control worth a darn. So I have that on PC. I'm looking for... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I here's just never the got back around to it. Sorry. Go ahead. Are really good too, right? Uh, that's DLC what I've heard. Missions. I don't know. Yeah. So 
if you've been holding off, hey, there you go. All right. Um, let's see. If you have PlayStation Plus, here's what you get for August. In uh, North America. In North America, you get Road Not Taken. You get Fez. For <laughs> Fez on everything. You get Crisis 3. Uh, Proteus. Metrico, which I don't know anything about. And I think it's like a puzzler game. Like yeah. a block puzzler. And Dragon's Crown. That's not on bad. Vita. That's No, and PS3. No, it says, it's not cross-buy. I'm on PlayStation.com. You get it on both. Oh, okay. I'm on, I'm on the blog. I re- initially, it was just Vita. Oh, ha! They've made this confusing. So Dragon's Crown, PS Vita, come PS3, free for PS Plus. But up in the post, it says just Vita. Yeah. That's, so well, we can check after the podcast. That's weird. They, they contradict themselves. So mm-hmm. you're right. So Vita, so Vita folks get uh, they don't get both copies, but that's okay. You get it free on one platform. That's that's good. a pretty good list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would t- if you list. haven't checked out Fez, get Fez for sure. I yeah. mean, Crisis Three was a competent shooter. I can understand why you didn't want to pay sixty, but for free, it's it's like a good solid six hours yeah. of fun shooting. And um, what was the last one? I was thinking, oh, Dragon's Crown. There's your RPG pick. That is correct. Great, good stuff. Good games Hold all around. On. I'm trying to get to the rest of my games with gold. Crimson Call Dragon. Me crazy. Crimson Dragon. Yeah, Crimson Dragon. I that's want to the... play that. That's like the one game I was interested in. And then everyone said it's like, it was like Dragon, eh. right? Yeah. Everyone cool. was kind of meh about it. So. Yes, the thing though. When a game is free, I'm a lot more forgiving and I'm willing just to just try it out and see if it clicks or if it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I'd, I feel like it's no skin off my back. Right, right. So yeah, I've been collecting all these games with golds for an Xbox One. So hopefully. You know, eventually, if I get when I get an Xbox One, I'll have all these games and be like, "Yay, sweet! I can play." And at the very least, you'll have games a, a from pretty three good, years uh, ago. <laughs> hey, at least you have a pretty good uh, 360 collection too. Well, yeah, I, I don't know that I've cared about most any of their 360 games, but yeah, I, I'm getting them anyway. <laughs> all right, so let's see what we got here. We have uh, 3DS, who's getting Lega Ninja Go Ninjaroids. Steel Empire and Tangram Attack. Those last two, of course, were in the eShop. Um, well, Steel Empire is a $30 game. What the heck is that? Yeah, that's something that we were talking about on um, Twitter with Brandon. Because it's like, you know, this is exactly the kind of game that you and Brandon would play. Oh, is that the shooter? Yeah, this is the shmup. That's the shmup from the Genesis? Genesis. Oh. So they've upscaled the artwork, <gasps> and they've done a couple of other tweaks, and obviously they ported it to the 3DS. The I bought that game is, on is, Sega, on I, Genesis. I, on Steel day. Empire, okay. I don't think they're going to get enough gonna, people that are paying 30, 30 bucks for it. 30 bucks for a quote-unquote HD 3DS yeah, remake. I mean, this feels like an opportunistic pricing. So they're going to leave it at $30 for a couple of months, and then they're going to drop it down to 20 and when it doesn't yeah. sell, then they'll drop it down to 10 That's And then that's maybe like the some people will buy it. That's uh, get as many people at your, at your real full price for as, as, as long as you can before the Steam summer sales, right? Mm-hmm. All right. On the Vita, Akibus Trip comes out for that as well. Metrico, Tabletop Racing, and the Swapper. PC gets Back to Bed, Cloud Chamber, Crawl. That's the dungeon crawling one. That's cool. I, I remember seeing Giant Bomb Quick looks at that, so that looks fun. Direct Hit, Missile War, Frontline Road to Moscow, um, Jet Gunner. 
Heroes of a Broken Land, Kingdom Tales 2, have you heard of any of these? Mine, Path to Thalamus, Rex Rocket, Road Not Taken, and the RPG, at least. I don't know about the rest of those, but this one is Sacred 3. So, there you go. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yeah. You should stream some Crypt of the Necrodancer. I should. That would be epic. Yes. Crypt of the Necrodancer is out on Early Access now, too. So, okay. I picked that up at PAX last year, so I'm finally getting to download that. Uh, and that's it. That's that's it for the news on the show, everybody. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to plug, hey, you should email us at podcast.rpingamber.com or go to our message boards, leave us a message. 608-729-4098 is the phone number. Um, Manny, Anna, myself, let's uh, see. Let's leave people with a sting. Manny, what are you going to play in the next week? Um, uh, Dragon Quest Eight on iOS, followed by Monster Hunter. All right, on um, on iPad. Yeah. Okay. How much is that? Um, twenty. Dragon months. Quest is twenty. Monster Hunter is fifteen. Jeez. All right. But Monster Hunter is surprisingly full featured. I mean, is uh, it easy to use? Because the controls. I'm. Worried. Everyone I've talked to so far, they say that you can get used to it within fifteen minutes. And well, of what course, about but you? it has. Have you played it yet? A little bit. Just I've just touched with it. A, okay. a, a, a messed with it a bit. Uh, I think the big thing I was testing out was um, the MFI controller support. Does it work? It, has, it works. It plays like a, it plays like a better version of the PSP one. With which P- okay, which MFI controller are you using? Uh, you played with it. Remember, I have the Steel Series Strauss. It's the little tiny one. Steel Series. What's the what's the? S T R A U S Stratus. Is it the Stratus? It can't be the Stratus. Yeah, it's the Stratus. Okay, there you go. Steel Series Stratus. Okay, I don't Remember, have one of those. You played with it, Chris. Yeah, Tiny but one. I don't have one. Oh, how much are they? So for 80 me, the bucks. Dragon... They're eighty bucks. Why are they yeah. so expensive? You know what it is? It's it's because uh, Apple is telling these people where to buy the buttons and the springs and the triggers and how the standard needs to be. And as a result, because it's so. <laughs> the answer it's, it's in that you're looking for is because they can. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the that's the sad thing, though, is because if you you put your iPad on a table or in your lap and you you get this little controller, it it plays better than the PSP version ever did because you so have that I second have... analog stick for okay. the camera. Do they support um, iCade support controllers? I I think everyone sort of abandoned iCade and they're all going MFI going forward now. Mm. Not everybody, but yeah, I I know what you're saying. Um... Because it's like an official Apple Apple standard, and it'll only get better over time. And you can kind of count on like, oh, if you buy them. I think people are trying to expect if I do spend 80 bucks on a controller, I want to work with everything that supports a controller. Great. I could buy a used Stratus controller. Uh-huh. So like, I, I mean, the hey, port, Amazon it runs... redesigned its site, didn't they? Hmm. They did. That's a new design. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Manny. No, I was just going to say the good thing for me with this one is that this review is going to be twofold because I want to review this controller and I'm going to review the game at the same time. And it runs really well. It looks great. It's higher resolution. There's not a lot of crashes. It's very stable. I mean, the only thing I can fault the the support of the game is there's no iCloud support, which is like desperately needed for a game that, you know, you're going to sink hundreds of hours into. Mm. But but other than that, though, they did a really good job. Who gave you that controller? Was it? Did you buy Steel it? Series. Oh, Steel, Steel Series, Series was. They were there. Yeah, they had a booth. They were actually oh, really busy. Man. I should have. Man. Oh come on! All you're gonna do is like, hi, can I have free God, you're, you're damn right, because I don't want to pay any bucks for that thing. All right. Fair and I enough. was like, I did. I didn't even ask for a controller. I was just. I, was, I legitimately went to them because I heard they were releasing this new full-sized controller. 
as part of their like they're getting ready for like Apple TV initiative. And I was just like, oh, I heard you. I got your press release. I hear you guys are doing this thing. And like they're like, oh yeah, totally. And then I said, oh, how does it compare to the smaller one? I actually tried it out. Oh, you haven't? Here, take this. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I left. I took some pictures. I was I totally wasn't trolling for free stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Um, all right. So you're there gonna you play. Are. You're gonna play Monster Hunter. I'm gonna try and play it with you. I bet. Um, in addition. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. because it's it's better if you play with somebody, right? So All right. If, if, you, if you do, if you let me know. If you, yeah, if you don't know anybody else, then let's let's pick a time and do it. Um, additionally, I'm going to play Divinity. I have to get more Divinity. Yes. I want to play more Divinity. Awesome. Okay, and um, I don't know if I'll play more Arcade or Firefall, but I'll definitely play more Divinity. I'd like to get some people to want to play Arcade with me before I invest more time in that because I'm at that point where I could go real deep with it, or maybe I should just move on and put that time into 14 or something that's got more payoff for me personally instead. So I think uh, Divinity, though, for sure. Anna, what do you be playing? Harvest Moon, The Lost Valley. Oh, she's playing an unreleased Harvest Moon game. <laughs> wait, wait. And you're going to play... Uh, she can't it stream it, though. She's going to play Thousand Year Door is what she's going to play. Yeah, I'm going to play Thousand Year Door on the stream. Which lets me let you know about our social media offerings. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, and you can watch Anna play her uh, pause plays games. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter, rpgamer. YouTube is uh, rpgamerdotcom, D-O-T-C-U-M. We got a nice video. Speaking of Harvest Moon, the Lost Valley, we've got a big old video from E3 from that that's got subtitles and everything. I'm going to try to get that indexed. Oh, good. Okay, sure. I totally forgot it got posted because it it was so quiet. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's totally up there. Well, thank you. And um, just so people know, if you've been coming to RP Gamer for forever and thinking, hey, we need a new site design, we're actually talking about it now. So we might make progress on that. But uh, it'll take a long time to get done, so... Um, so we're talking about it now, so in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, remember, Extra Life is coming up in a couple months. Three months, four months, whatever it is. Um, So go join the RP Gamer team and that sort of stuff and uh, enjoy that. Uh, Get ready for doing stuff for the kids. I think that's it. So thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. We'll see you next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, when we stream. Long show for not a lot of news, huh? Well, I guess there was a lot of news. Yeah, we, we found we found some news. Yay. Do we want to refresh some on the question of the week? Yes. What RPG is... needs a prequel and what is Square Enix's prequel trilogy? Two-parter. Yeah. That's a two-parter. You do not need <laughs> yes. to answer both. Write that in or put it on the board and uh, we'll get back to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Follow me on Twitter. I need friends. Twitter <laughs> friends. At Marino EM, please. I'm sad. He needs friends.